0: uh does my breath smell i love that song oh my uh, god m ms is great strings is great come on no fuck it's fucking... not strings is not
1: good strings is stupid now you're just fucking regurgitating <laughs> bullshit from ear from another dumbass podcast you listen to <laughs> do not say strings is great strings, strings is, is fucking bad strings oh, is one of the worst strings. songs they've ever done strings is terrible oh, you're, you're insane strings is bad strings is a bad song you're crazy you only like that song because it's fun. Because it's funny. Because it's fun to bring up strings when I type shit online. Oh, dude, I can't even. I, I feel sick to my stomach right now. I literally feel sick to my stomach. I'm going to barf. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music. And, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go. <laughs>
0: this is asinine radio this is the weekly music podcast where we get into a different album every week and we get down into the nitty-gritty of it we talk about things about the album that you've never even known or heard about because we do that Damn. much research into it do we and we have a wonderful time doing it uh this week we're getting into a blink 182 record but before we do that we're going to get into their their album rankings or the blankings and while we do that i want everyone to go to itunes to go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at Radio. our email is radio at gmail.com we have a phone number as well if you want to give us a call and leave us a fucking voicemail we will probably play it on the podcast because we have nothing better to do with our lives. And that phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that.
2: <sighs>
0: My name is Boring, Tyler, And way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Yeah. And let's just get right into our into our mm. blankings. Does that sound good to you? Mm-hmm. Or do you got, any, you got any problems with that? No, nope, I don't. you always have problems. Yeah, you no. You always got problems. No, I don't.
1: I do. No. Nope. Okay. Well, sure.
0: Like I said, we're doing Blink-182. We're, we're actually doing their album, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. But before that, we're going to do all their albums. We're going to start with their least best at number 10. Uh, Jeff, <laughs> what do you got for their least best record? For Blink-182's least best record.
1: Go. I, I only have nine. I'm not ranking the other one.
0: You are ranking it. I'm, this is it's not in blankings. my notes. It's
1: not even in my notes. I didn't these even. Are the I purposely not even to. write it down. Okay, I'll just. That's that's my number ten. Dogs Eating Dogs EP is my number ten because it's not a real album, but it has some fantastic songs on it. Also, some oh, stupid you're songs. Such a liar. Number ten, boom.
0: You're such a liar. Is that really your number ten? It's not. It's
1: not an album. <laughs> I will give you my true Number nine, my uh, their least best. Uh. And then okay, and then fine. you can double it up. When you get to dogs, you can you can say this is an honorable mention or whatever it is. Fine, 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 their least You're best. Their, 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 least, their least best is California. DGAF, don't care. This 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 album has some pretty good blink songs. Like three. And then and then <laughs> it's and then it's just filler. And then there's some really fucking terrible blink songs. Like some of the worst things they've ever done.
0: On California? Yeah, awful, awful oh, songs. Boy.
1: Awful songs. Uh, Kings of the Weekend, I think would would be my my favorite. Again, I, I'm just picking one song out of the three that I think are good. So Kings of the Weekend, it's it's fun, um, except when at, at some point I think Skeeb's he just screams, like going into like one of the last choruses, he just <laughs> screams and it just seems so fake, like cynical, like that.
0: Ah! Yeah, it's I just, hate that part. It
1: just sounds so fake and dumb. It's like why you why did you scream? And so that's. That's that's what I got for that one. California's the worst. Still, I, I will Bye say night. I will say that my blankings changed like dramatically, almost like I was drunk writing this or something. Because, <laughs> like, there is some craziness in here that has changed very very dramatically. Okay. But California is a staple that has never left the bottom, the bottom of the bottoms.
0: <sighs> well, that, you're boring with that. That's for sure. But it's also very nerve wracking that you said that they have changed so dramatically because that could be a very bad thing for one of their best records. Oh, you,
1: you're not going to like like
0: three of these. <laughs> oh, this is so dumb already. <laughs> okay. <sighs> my, uh, my, my number nine is the album nine. Dumb. I st- you know, I, I listened to all their records this week. Even today, I, I wanted I wanted to like Nine you, more. No, you I didn't. Listened,
1: no, you didn't. I, no, I you did. didn't. And then,
0: like I told you earlier today, I, I re-listened to California and Nine just like, you know, in context with those two records in the Skiba era, just hoping for something more. And, dude, Nine is a bad fucking record. It's not good. There are three good songs. Three good songs, that's it. The rest are just like, garbage there's more than
1: three good songs you crazy
0: like it's three good songs and then the rest is trash it's just it's it's remarkable how progressively worse the album gets as you go on the last couple songs are just that especially the last song is just so bad on that record remember to forget me yes that song is so awful there is there are there are six
1: bangers and then one song that's that's good and then everything else is okay
0: Nine is just, it's their worst. It's just You're shocking how not bad not. that one is. But the, uh, it, it's, it's up. I'm already, uh, I'm already over this. My favorite song is Heaven. already over this. My, my favorite song is Heaven. Heaven is the best song. That's like the and fucking Happ-
1: worst song of the first half of the album. <laughs> like it is first time banger. Happy Days banger. Dark Side banger. Blame it on you, banger. Heaven breaks up all of that with its bullshit.
0: Heaven's Great is my favorite. And then Happy Days... And then dark side. Those are the top three. Dude, the first one's so on good.
1: Even blame mm. it on my youth. That's a
0: good fucking song. Blame it on my youth is one oh. of the worst songs i have ever oh. put out.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's like bottom ten blink right there. Oh bottom my god, 10 right there. <laughs> that's true. good. Nine's a shit record. It's a shit record. That's good. <sighs> okay, what do you got for number? What do you got for number eight? This should be stupid. <sighs> All right. You ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> if you swear to God, if you say it if you say what I what I think There's, you're gonna say. Here's here's number
1: eight. Number eight is Cheshire Cat.
0: <sighs> That's it? That's so disappointing.
1: This this for like a long time, this this was my favorite. But it's your favorite uh, blink record? Yeah, for, for for a while, this is my favorite blink record. Wow.
0: But it's just that's shocking. It's
1: just a middle ground. This is this is just a, a a bridge between Buddha and 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 Dude Ranch. It's not as good as either of those two musically, and like the fun bits of Cheshire Cat are, are just bits. The songs themselves aren't that fun. Only the only songs that are fun are the ones that they redid from Buddha, and so it's oh, you're it's so just dumb. It's man this album is just not that great this album is is for overhyped you, and it's this album is very 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 boring
0: for you to think that buddha is better than cheshi is is insane buddha is
1: so much better than cheshi it's it's <sighs> it's crazy that's why i ranked higher and the fact than that you put
0: it over you put you put nine over cheshi is redonkulous. it's redonkulous that's what it is you're unbelievable <laughs> you've, you've already started off with bullshit that's what you've done.
1: No, California was, was my... Th- that, I don't understand how you think California is better than nine. It's so stupid. You're so fucking dumb. California is the Will you... most bullshit album they've ever done. It's it's a, It's almost a bad album. They took zero <laughs> chances. They tried to rely on all of the things that they'd done prior to this. At least with nine, they took chances. If you think it's bad or good, whatever it is... At least you can give them credit for taking a chance and doing something a little bit different, things that sound different. California no, is fucking terrible.
0: Good. Just because you do something different doesn't make it good. That's why it's I stupid. said
1: that. When in my rant, I said that doesn't like regardless <sighs> if you think it's good or not, at least they try to do something different. California, they tried to do the same thing and made it shitty. Nine, That's according to you, they what? tried something different and made it shitty. So at least give them more credit for trying something different. If you what think they're both shitty the, the albums. To- no, you what think you, they're bullshitty what, albums, so why would you pick the one that sounds like a, like the normal shit that we've heard, oh, as opposed to like a new kind of shit? Like
0: What, what, what you're, you're sh- saying is sh- the equivalent to it is what it is. That's what, that's what you're I saying. I don't even know
1: what that even means. With I just say it nine. to irritate you. I don't even know what that phrase means.
0: It, because it doesn't mean anything. It, well,
1: you think so, Bullshit. because you just you just made a, a, a comparison here. Chelsea's <laughs> fucking their second worst album they've ever done.
0: Oh, I can't believe that's your number. But eight. Carousel's
1: the best song on that album. Oh yeah, but they've yeah. done Carousel better anyway. So get over it.
0: Oh, you... fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's too much pomp and circumstance in the ch- in the Cheshire version of Carousel.
0: Oh, you're unbelievable.
1: Oh, brr, 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 <laughs> I was brr, waiting for brr, that,
0: brr. that one. All right, my number eight. You know, hate me, do what, it, think whatever you will about me, but my number eight is buddha this one dropped dropped a couple spots but it's it's just there's some there's some good stuff on here but overall it's just it's a demo man you could tell it's a demo it's nothing more than that does
1: that that automatically makes it bad because it's a demo
0: no it's just i feel like the the songs aren't very well hashed out i feel the sound quality it just isn't it's not for me and so
1: you're basically just based bad, off the sound quality. Based on the fact they didn't have a lot of money say, to record. So
0: you're knocking them for that. Say, That's cool though. I will say, That's cool. the only record that I've, I truly don't like off my list is Nine. You're so I can, stupid. I, I like everything else on this list.
1: It's taking every ounce of my energy not just to like be done with this tonight because I'm so irritated <laughs> right now. I just cannot even fucking believe that you put Nine below California. Just can't. Absolutely. After all this shit that you talk on Feldy... And Feldman essentially wrote California should be called John Feldman presents California featuring Blink One Eighty Two. That's what California should be called. I agree, it should. Yeah, Nine shouldn't be called that. At least Blink had a hand in making Nine, unlike California. You can clearly, you can clearly hear, you can clearly hear Travis's. You can hear Travis and the the music that he listens to outside of like the rock realm in Nine. You don't hear it at all in California.
0: You can also hear the other twenty five people who co wrote the fucking album with them. That's it's fine. It's not good. But, it's not a good record. But you don't hear Blink-182 two anyway.
1: in California.
0: You're you're ridiculous. So yeah, my, my number my number eight, my number number eight is Buddha. And it, my, my favorite song, I mean I would choose Carousel, but I mean that's already you can't do it on two different albums. And uh, so I'm gonna have to go with twenty one days. Twenty one days is the, the the top banger on Buddha outside such of a yourself.
1: cuck like get the fuck you get those words out of your mouth too late
0: uh what do you got for number seven? What do you got? What do you got?
1: Uh nine. <laughs> 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 That's my number seven. Um this one dropped a lot.
0: <laughs> oh, you're you're such a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> this one this one dropped a After lot.
1: All that bullshit. Dude, there are some serious bangers on this album. Some really, really good fucking songs here. But overall, there's there's just too much filler. There's too much filler, and I don't appreciate being let on because the first... <laughs> I would say the first third of the album is very, very mm-hmm. enjoyable. And I don't like being let it on. It is more enjoyable. Because yeah. the second third of the album kind of slows down. In a way where you think the last part of the album is going to kick it back up, with songs like "Ransom," where half of it is kind of slow and half of it's pretty fucking good,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but then it goes into like on some emo shit, which I don't really like, and then "Hung Over You," yeah, that's awful, and then like you said, "Rumor to Forget Me," I think is a really dumb song, but I can't discount the first "Black Rain." Black Rain's in the middle ground where I think Black Rain, I think it's it's fine. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's bad. It's it's fine. That's that's in the middle ground where, it, it's okay. It's okay. But damn, dude, the first third it's of the okay. album is so good. Minus is heaven.
0: What is your shit with heaven? Heaven's a boring. Song. Heaven
1: sucks. Heaven fucking sucks. Like a B-side sucks. from Fuck from that. when your heart stops beating. No, it's that's not. What it is. If it was a B-side from oh, when your heart stops beating, it would be catchy. But it's not. It's it fucking is catchy boring. as fuck. There is not one oh, song yeah. on When Your Heart Stops Beating, the album, that is not catchy AF. Heaven is not catchy That's A-F. That's
0: true, too. That's true, too.
1: Fuck out That's why here. I said
0: a B-side.
1: No, it would be like a C-side.
0: C-side <sighs> <laughs> is still my, better my, than... My favorite uh, song on 9, though, is... On uh, nine. Are you there? Got him, got him, got, You're got him. You're not even there. Like,
1: I'm talking to my fucking self oh, So
0: here. wait, what's your favorite? What's your favorite...
1: So my first my, my favorite song off of nine is the first time. Like this 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 song like has everything in it, right? It's got like the back and forth stuff, it's fast parts, it's slow, it's it's got everything. And it's a fantastic opener to this album. And fuck, this song is so good. I was I was tempted to even put this in like my top ten, but I didn't.
0: Oh my god, a top ten. Oh blues. dude, it's Ooh, so insanity. good. It's so good. There's nothing off of nine that belongs on a top ten blink blink uh, list. <sighs> Too good. That's crazy.
1: If 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 your next one isn't California, that I'm done. I'm hanging up and I'm done. <laughs> Going to bed. Done.
0: All right. My number seven. My my seventh least best Blink record is Cali, California. <sighs> Lucky. California. So there you go. You're probably you one, one of those cucks too that think good. like
1: the the deluxe version's better than the original too. You, no, no, you no, just, no. The
0: the deluxe version. You gross is. me out. The deluxe version overall is pretty garbage. Parking Lot is pretty cool. No, Wild it's not. Okay. Why do you always, always come back is, to Parking is, Lot? Is okay to good. Parking Lot is terrible. It's a, it's a pretty decent it's song. It's fucking stupid. Ah, uh, you're crazy. You're crazy. But overall, California, there's more There's more good than there is bad in the context of the record, I guess.
1: How many songs on California uh, are good?
0: Just like, like uh, one, two,
1: got, three, four?
0: You got... You've got Cynical, She's Out of Her Mind, Home is Such a Lonely Place, Teenage Satellites, uh, Kings of the Weekend, Left Alone. You know, I
1: forgot you're some this good fucking weird day. guy that likes Left Alone, which is a dumb song. Home is Such a Lonely <laughs> Place is a dumb song. It has a cool little hook to it, but that's no. it. She's Out of Her Mind is a dumb song. I like how you didn't say Bored to Death, because that's also a dumb song.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot Bored to Death. No, you yeah, didn't. No, you a, didn't forget Bored to Death. You purposely no, left I, it out, because you know it's a dumb no, that's a banger. song. That's a banger. And you know... Listening to it today, I I kind of I oh, kind oh of God. like San Diego now. It's grown on me. Do you like the chorus or do you like the Dam, damn damn like that part? It's the chorus. It's, okay, going back to San Diego. You, okay,
1: so like when when I saw Blink with with uh, a day to remember, I also was kind of in this trance. Of like I like San Diego because they were playing in San Diego and we drove to San Diego and it was fun, whatever. But I think it's because it gets like the and like the drum coming with the one, two, one, two, oh one, two. I think that's what leading into the chorus part of San Diego is why we think that we like the song. But in actuality, that song is fucking dumb.
0: I thought you loved it. it I, you've, always, you've always talked about how much you love that song.
1: Because of that, I do like, because of what I do you not... To I, just no, I said,
0: did. I I just heard what you said, but I just to me yeah, yeah no. Chicka
1: like that's why we like that song. And then and no. then and then it goes in with the because they go San Diego. Then it kind of drone like goes on a little bit, and then the music comes in, and then we're and taking the guitar, comes in a little bit fast, and it's it's structurally it's a it's a it's a good song, but then you mm-hmm. realize that like structurally it's just it's just pandering to <laughs> to a certain demographic, and it's sad.
0: I mean, there are definitely great moments on it, but overall the record is subpar. And that's why there are more great moments on California than there are on Nine. No, there's not. Yes, there are. The
1: best song on California is not equivalent to the best song on Nine. And (sighs) the worst song on California is worse than the worst song on Nine.
0: Yes, that's correct. That that is correct,
1: fuck the bottom three songs on California are worse than the bottom three songs on nine,
0: maybe, and California maybe. was just
1: like it's just it was just so disgusting, it was so fucking gross that they had the balls to put California deluxe out with a whole nother slew of songs that were garbage, yeah, like fuck you, like how disrespectful that's just how I feel disrespected with California. <laughs> If I could rate it low, I'm going to put California even below fucking dogs. You know, I don't want to rate dogs, but it's below
0: dogs. I know you, you don't mean that. You, I know you like dogs. <sighs> I know you do. you stupid. Half of dogs. But my my favorite song off of California is Left Alone. Dude. I think that is just, I love that fucking song. Your obsession love
1: with it. this mediocre song, I just don't understand. It's
0: so good. It's the only song on the record that pretty much sounds different from everything else. And I just, I love yeah, the drumming it, on it. It's mean so simple and just like subtle and laid back. And mm. I, it's super catchy. That and song in particular
1: song. is my bottom three California song. I
0: thought you were going to say bottom three Blink songs. No, 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 no. Well, I, you close, but
1: no, actually, it probably <laughs> would be because California is the worst. And so, yeah, I think Left Alone would be like bottom three Blink songs.
0: That's fucking stupid. Along
1: with California and Los Angeles. Like Left Alone is is right up there with those with those <laughs> other throwaway songs.
0: Oh man. Oh man. Okay, let's move on to our number six. What do you got? Buddha? From number six. Buddha, 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 Buddha. Okay. Buddha, Buddha. Okay. Buddha, Buddha That's Buddha. fair.
1: That's fair. Yeah, man. This is just like a solid debut, if you want to call this our debut from these kids. Just very basic stuff here. Um oh, yeah. Like Buddha Buddha Buddha's my number what are we on? Nine eight seven six. Yes. Buddha's my number six. Six, six, six. Mm-hmm. This is a solid debut. Like again, if you want to call this a debut, this is a solid debut from these kids. And it's it's just very basic stuff here with like minimal complexity. It's raw, it's unfiltered. It's just stuff that every person that's ever been in any kind of band would want to write. And then Buddha Buddha's it. Yeah, but better, yeah. but better than anything your Garage Band has ever done.
0: Yeah, more than likely, yeah. Damn good. And so, bro. What's, what's your what's your BB on that one? Twenty one days. Twenty
1: one days. When we did our our Blink Bonanza, I, I fell in love with Twenty one days. The song starts off weird and almost like boring, but it leads into like one of the strongest melodies on the album. It's four minutes long, and they use all of that to really get like the groove going. And then mm-hmm. Tom's got these weird slides that he does, yeah, like straight foreshadowing of what essentially he's going to be known for forever. His little stupid slides and hammer ons and shit. And so it's good. Like it's 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 a fantastic song. It's a perfect song. What an interesting guitar player. If you really
0: think about it, uh, he's very basic, but he he knows he knows how to play to his own strengths. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what I'm going for there. Okay, my number six is what is it enema enema of the state is my number six this one just seems to be going down and down and down over the years it's just not i mean i love the record of death i i mean there are just so many amazing songs on there but when you when you put it up against everything else that they've done it just it falls falls flat on its face it's unfortunate too really unfortunate but you know for this being there, I mean, this is a great breakthrough record. I, I understand why it blew up, especially at that time. But my uh, my favorite song, and it has been for quite a while, is Windy Clear. I love that song. I, I know it's a Mark song and that kind of goes against everything I'm I'm about. But Windy Clear is a solid, solid song with that organ that comes in at the very end out out of the bridge. I think that's like the perfect accent to a song. I love it. I love, love it. Great song, perfect song, perfect song. Okay, so that's my All number. Right. Uh, what is that? Six. My, that's my number six. So, what do you got for your number five?
1: So, okay, my number five. This one dropped. There? I was I was trying a little potato. potato <laughs> potato. <laughs> this one this one oh dropped. God, here we go. This one dropped. My number no one here two three go. four five. Yeah, my number five is Neighborhoods.
0: Uh Break this heart. uh this
1: one fooled me for a while. It did. It got me. It fooled me. It hooked me in. It, it sunk its talons into me, and I, it it fooled me for a while. And and I wasn't I wasn't fooled this time. You know, you fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me again. You can't fool me again. But how can you say you were fooled? I mean, this because this album doesn't have. There's a reason why people don't like this album. There's, there's a reason why blinkheads don't really like this album. It's too much fucking Tom. It's too much, Tom. There isn't enough back and forth, and therefore doesn't have that same kind of magic. There's nothing magical about this album. It's still riddled with like crazy strong melodies, but at times it can be too like "Angels and Airways," which if like that sound specifically, I don't. I like "Angels and Airways" in the "Angels and Airways" capacity, but I don't mm-hmm. want it into my into my blink. See, and that's why this that's why this drops so much.
0: But your argument with with it being too Tom, is that it, it doesn't make sense because the prior two records are mostly Tom. Self, Unentitled and Toy Page are there are more Tom songs and more Tom parts than anything Mark on the, those entire records. Correct and so, false. so
1: your 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 argument of saying it's mostly Tom is. plus 1% so 51% because because, yeah it is mostly Tom I guess this is like 80% Tom Toy Patch was like 51% Tom and then self entitled is like 65% Tom you're fucking stupid you're literally stupid if you think that Oh my you can God. count not only just count the songs that are done by each of them, but it's almost fifty-fifty. It's pretty damn close. But okay, if you okay, want to just count they, like words specifically, it's pretty damn close. Yes, self entitled is mostly Tom, but again, it's not like it's not like eighty percent, twenty percent. It's like sixty forty, maybe even like no, it's, it's more like thirty five like eighty
0: twenty. Self are 80 Eighty twenty.
1: Tyler, you're showing your age here. Either either your <laughs> mind's going, or you just have no idea what you're talking about. It is not eighty twenty. You are crazy. You are crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, if you think that, so neighborhoods. It's eighty twenty. Okay, neighborhoods so is okay, eighty twenty, and that's why I don't like neighborhoods. It's too much. Tom. Tom does fantastic stuff, but he needs a setup man. Tom needs somebody to set him up to do fantastic stuffs. The best example is I miss you. The second part where Tom comes in is so fucking strong, but it's only strong because Mark sets it up to begin with. Because Mark's part, even though it's, you know, forgettable or whatever it is, it sets Tom up to be great. And that's what neighborhood's missing. He's missing the setup man to make Tom be great. Too much Tom, not enough setup. Don't say, say you've mark, been fooled.
0: Don't don't say you've been fooled. I first sure, you sure be sure
1: been fooled. You're still fooled. You have like no way to say self entitled 80-20. twenty. You're fucking fooled. You are full of shit. There's no way. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> you're oh, fooling man. yourself. You're fooling yourself. I've been fooled with neighborhoods and and I'm back on the wagon. Like there's again, there's a reason why so many people think neighborhoods is a joke. But you like it because you're fooled because you love Tom so much because you're a Tom man because you love everything he's done outside of blank. So therefore, no matter what, you're gonna like neighborhoods.
0: That's not true. But that I mean, is one hundred percent true. That. No, it's not. All of
1: the evidence points towards that conclusion.
0: But that's not that's not what it is. Like, I don't. I mean, it doesn't matter what the evidence, what evidence you think it shows. It's not how it is.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't care about evidence. I follow science. It is what it is. Other (laughs) other taglines and phrases. (laughs) 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 Fucking neighborhoods.
0: Uh, To say that you were fucking tricked or duped, you're
1: fucking stupid. Absolutely, 100%. After I listened to it this week, I said, wow, dude, I was totally duped. I was tricked. I was fooled. I was embarrassed. I was. I was embarrassed.
0: No, you're out of your I, mind I don't, for saying that you're I don't duped. Leave my,
1: I don't leave my room for like two days because I don't want anybody to see me. i pie, probably, all, of, pie most, all over my
0: face. This is probably one of the most disappointing times on this podcast. I know because I've realized no, about I was duped Because I you ranked this fucking album so low. Shocking. Truly it's really it's shocking. You, it's, th- this album is lucky. It didn't go fucking below
1: Buddha. One song saved this. Legit, one
0: song saved this from going below Buddha. Which song Oh yeah What is your, your BB on this one
1: Even if she falls This one This one has slowly crept Into my Into my top oh, 10 yeah. blink
0: Oh yeah This is the only reason oh, This yeah. song is the only
1: reason I didn't rate it below Buddha
0: Ah oh, man That song's a banger Fucking banger <sighs> Okay My number five Um, My number five is also I'm gonna put my honorable mention in there So it's Cheshire Cat And the honorable mention is Dogs Eating Dogs that's that's my number five, I guess. Uh, Cheshire Cat, yeah, the f- great debut record. Because uh, Buddha's not a record, uh, great debut record, and uh, I I don't have really have anything bad to say about it. I think the joke songs are pretty funny for the most part. They're ridiculous. That's why they're funny. They're just so ridiculous. I mean, yeah, some of that stuff is kind of dated and doesn't really work in present present uh, times. But it's not that it doesn't work. It's know. just not funny. Yeah, some of it is. And uh, yeah, overall, I think it's a pretty solid record. A lot of really catchy stuff. I like the tone of it. it it's just, there's not really a record that sounds like Chessie. Uh Just sound quality well, I wise. Mean, there,
1: there are two records that sound just like Chessie. One's Buddha and the other one's Dude Ranch. Both are better. So. But they don't. But so I mean, false. They, they there don't. are there are actually two but records
0: they, that sound <laughs> almost exactly like Chessie. <laughs> but they don't. But they don't. Uh, my... The My BB on Cheshi is uh, Carousel. I think that, I mean, you just, you can't fuck with that song at all. And I think, and then there's a runner up, which I think is a wildly underrated song from this album, but I've always really liked it and I still do. It's uh, Wasting Time. I love the guitar riff on that. It's very simple and basic. And I think Mark's vocals and lyrics are really, really good on that song. So Carousel and Wasting Time. Good job, boys. Good job. Oh, and then Dogs Eating Dogs. You know, banger of a banger of an EP or album, some might say. And uh, you would say that. My my BB on that one is "When I Was Young." That's that's a killer song and a wildly underrated song. Blink song. Not a lot of people know about it. Go check it out. Go listen to Dogs Eating Dogs EP ten more times, everybody out there, because you will like it. <laughs> there you go. So, what do you got for your number four?
1: Number four. This one crept up. According to my uh, my last rankings and my prelims of what I thought, I would rank these albums. Uh, this mm-hmm. one crept up. This is Enema. This one this one got better. I'm still not a big fan of Travis and his drumming here. I, I think it's distracting at times. I think mean, he does take away from the actual songs, the melodies, and the simplicity of this songwriting. And it's kind of irritating. But dude, the melodies, are, they're just too good. They're too fucking good to overlook. They're two fantastic from a bunch of guys that just that blew up. They got a better drummer and and, and, and just kept getting better and better and better from Dude Ranch on.
0: Yeah, they did. They and uh, really party really song,
1: did. party song is my favorite. The song is fun. And it, just, it just sounds like they were having fun. And Travis does well. He doesn't he doesn't show off too much. He plays the song. It, it there's not like the weird fills that he does in it. And it's just it's a fantastic song. It's a fantastic perfect song.
0: Hey man, that's I agree. That's a banger of a song, absolute banger. I'm still surprised it's that high for you. I'm Really surprised.
1: So I mean, just just throwing it out there, we, we did prelims of what we thought we were going to rate these albums. Yeah, and and I mean, of course, Tyler, they're they're verbatim the exact thing that he thought he was going to rate them. He's now rated them, no difference. That's fine <laughs> no, though. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. They, no, you my, you rated nine Kali Buddha enema Cheshi. Your ratings now are nine Kali Buddha Enema, Cheshi. Same, same, no, same, same, same. They're not at
0: that's all. That's fine You're though. So dumb.
1: That's fine though. Get the fuck out. Uh, of mine, mine are a little more eclectic. Mine are a little more. You know, mine change a lot. I, I'm, I'm a tumultuous emotional person here, so they they change quite a bit. And and it's just, I had thought I was going to rate Enema as their second worst. But now it's your fourth best.
0: This is just another example of just because something different doesn't make you automatically right, or make it automatically right. <laughs> who
1: said? Who said who's right? I didn't say anybody You're was. right. You're saying
0: that your rankings are right and mine are wrong. Because, when did I
1: say that? I because never according said to that. you,
0: my rankings aren't are are the same as they my prelims were.
1: All I'm saying, I think it's. I, I just said it was interesting. I just thought it was interesting that. But in the in a you condescending have, like, way, like no matter what, no. I, oh, <laughs> 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 what? I
0: don't even know. I
1: don't even know what that word means. <laughs> I just, I I mean, I just thought I was look interesting it that that you Get knew what you were, you knew what you were going to rank these albums at because you know, predictability is your best quality. I should say. There it is. There it yeah. is.
0: I'm the most unpredictable now person now you've now ever I'm met.
1: complimenting you. You're right. You're right. Predictability is, is your best quality. Take it as a compliment. That is good. That is good.
0: All right. <laughs> All right, my number 4, it it did drop a spot. Uh that's Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch, I I still like it a lot more than I thought I was going to like it. And uh somehow this record has grown on me over the last year, or so I uh, shocked. Shocked. It's always been at the bottom of the bottom of the table for Blink for me. Uh, but there's just something about it it's like the, the frantic energy of it and it, they're just they're, they're in this weird transition period where like they're you could tell they can write really, really, really good songs and but they still keep that kind of like element where it sounds like they're going to fall apart at any moment and I, I love that I love that whole vibe to it and um, my favorite song my favorite song is pathetic but honorable mentions are Untitled and Emo Especially emo. Emo has, over the years, has j- has just really, really grown on me. Being a throwaway song for a long time, but emo is good. But pathetic is is just unbelievable. That song is unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable. Uh,
0: okay, so what do you got for number three? Oh,
1: uh, my TV. number three is 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 Dude Ranch.
0: Hmm. Right. Are we number <laughs> three? One, two, three.
1: Yeah, my number three is Dude Ranch. Uh, this is this is a banger of an album this is like early 20s blink having a blast making sweet melodies this album is essentially just the same thing as enema of the state just with less cool guitar fills yeah and a a, a drummer that just knows how to calm the fuck down (laughs) but uh but dude ranch man this is a fantastic album and and legit, I only think you like Cheshi because you like Carousel so much. Take Carousel no, out of Cheshi. No, 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 no If no. Carousel had never been on no, Cheshi, no, no, you no, would no, rate no, Cheshi no. so low. It's ridiculous. No, it is ridiculous.
0: No, 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 no. Because I know, it, I know it's like hard for you to like take, take
1: yourself. Wasting time isn't that good.
0: Uh, does My Breath Smell? I love that song. Oh, my uh, God. Ms is great. Strings is great. Come on. No, fuck it's fuck not. Out strings is not good strings is
1: stupid now you're just fucking regurgitating bullshit from here from another dumbass podcast you listen to <laughs> do not say strings is great strings, strings is, is fucking bad strings oh, is one I of the worst songs they've ever done strings is terrible oh,
0: you're, you're insane strings is
1: bad strings is a bad song you're crazy you only like that song because it's fun because it's funny because it's fun to bring up strings when i type shit online Oh, dude! I can't even. <laughs> I I feel sick to my stomach right now. I literally feel sick to my stomach. I'm gonna barf.
0: Great! I'm glad. Fentuzler is a, is a banger too. That's a great song. But anyway, you're 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 on you're on Dude Ranch. What, yeah. what else you got?
1: Uh, my favorite song is Pathetic. It, it, for the longest time, it was always Dick Lips. I think Dip, Dick Lips is still Dip a Lips? perfect song. Dip Lips. I think it's still a perfect song. I think there are a lot of perfect songs on Dude Ranch. But mm-hmm. there's all like what makes Dude Ranch really good is is there also some throwaway songs yeah songs like apple shampoo like I don't fucking the, understand why people think that's so great dude, that is the biggest that's like
0: that's like one of the worst pre matskiba songs yeah you know, one of the worst it's, not tom a bad era. Song, it's just boring it's yeah. just like
1: a, it's just it's it's complete one hundred percent filler
0: I don't get why people like it so much It's not that good
1: but even with songs like that on this album, it's still number three because they took what they had from Buddha. Which was the energy Not just in the stupid little skits But oh, they translated I, wait, that energy wait, wait. into Dude Ranch
0: You meant Cheshire.
1: No, because Buddha came out before Cheshi I don't know if you were aware of that But Buddha came out before Cheshi So Cheshi just took everything from Buddha And tried to And tried made it better uh, Tried to try
0: made it better Remaster
1: it, it, it Cheshi just to remastered Buddha which is, which is fine In its own right Take out Carousel It would be a shitty album But Dude Ranch took the energy from Buddha Kept it the same and then just up the instrumentation, like starting this album off with pathetic, where they're both going back and forth, like that's like <laughs> it was all it was it was only blink would only get better from here, and this was this song pathetic should have been like the damn it, like this should have been like wow, let's listen to these guys because they're they're going places.
0: Yeah, well, I, mean, going I think that's places. why it's the opener on Dude Ranch. It sets the stage for the rest of the record. That's what it does.
1: But it wasn't their biggest hit off of Dude Ranch, which is why I said like this should have been their damn it. But that it's fine. Oh, you I guys i I'm three?
0: sorry, I didn't I didn't hear you say that. I, yeah, I yeah, do yeah. apologize. I didn't. You I must, must have. have cut I out. must
1: have. I must have fucking thought it in my head I instead think, of saying it out loud. <laughs> no, I think
0: you you yeah. you cut out because oh, I I, yeah. I honestly didn't hear you say that. I apologize. Oh, just yeah, you know, it just so happens. You, you, it, like
1: your your brain must have cut out when you were listening to California, thinking that was a <laughs> fucking
0: good album. I, I do remember today when I was driving around listening to Cali I was thinking wow this this album was actually much better than I remember. Oh
1: dude you're so stupid. I can't. <laughs> must have fell on your head.
0: <laughs> and I was like singing along to like a lot of the songs too. Yeah. And then I got and then I got halfway through Los Angeles and I just I I skipped it. I just couldn't do it. Could not do <laughs> it. And I just and then I completely skipped the joke songs and I completely skipped California. I didn't even bother with beige little boxes.
1: I don't think I've Can listened to, to the ending of California or Los Angeles since the album came out.
0: <laughs> it's rough, man. <laughs> <laughs> shit sucks. It's that bad. It's fucking awful. All right. You got anything else on Dude Ranch on your number three? You good. No,
1: just, just number three.
0: Okay. My number three is Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, but I'll get more into that uh, once we get into the main main episode. So what do you got for your number three? My number two No we're on
1: three No we're on two I, I didn't do dogs so
0: Oh wait Oh fuck We are in number two. Yeah you're right You're right I'm sorry I'm sorry
1: Don't be sorry yeah. Just I'm gonna count. So what's it's your fine. number
0: two What's your number two
1: uh, My number two Why don't you do your number two And then I'll <laughs> do my last
0: two Because we know
1: I, yours hasn't changed We, we all know what you are gonna do So why don't you do your two and one And then I'll do my two and one And then we'll be done
0: Okay, my number two is neighborhoods. Uh, boo, can of can you can you imagine the shit show if I had said that neighborhoods was my favorite, or if I had just it, it, said it, right now, self entitled was my second favorite? I should have done. It that wouldn't. Just it wouldn't matter. Joke.
1: It wouldn't matter because we all know how much you love Tom. So no matter what, you are going to like neighborhoods. You can. Is it impossible for you to be objective? I think, impossible. I think
0: it is such a solid record, and it's so underrated.
1: Of course, you think it's a solid record because you love Tom, and Tom is. This is a Tom record featuring I like, Mark and Travis. I like
0: Tom. I like all of his. I like a lot of the stuff on the record, and I think Travis's drumming is really solid on Neighborhoods. I, I think it, his drumming is up there with his drumming on Self Unentitled.
1: And realistically, you want to put this number one. But no, you I would know everybody would hate
2: you no, if no, you no, did
1: I, that. Because no. it would be so no, stupid. No, 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 no,
0: you know how Deep much down I,
1: inside, you would. No, you, you know would, how much you would I don't care about one. that.
0: Because if that was the case, neighborhoods wouldn't be as high as it is. So what you just said is stupid.
1: That is all you care about. All you care about is making sure that the world knows how much you love Tom. That's, what, that's why we started this podcast. This podcast used to be called Tyler Loves Tom.
0: Oh, it did, yeah. Yeah, it was called TLT, short for Tom, Tyler <laughs> Loves Tom. Yeah. But, no, Neighborhoods, I mean, front to back, it's a solid record. Love is Dangerous, yeah, has a little cheesy, but, you know, you, you, you learn to love it. You learn to love it. <laughs>
1: that's not, no, that's, that's, that is not okay. There are plenty of, of throwaway songs here.
0: Wait, okay, actually, I, I am curious. What is your least favorite song off of Neighborhoods? I don't like Up All Night. I don't oh. like
1: that song. I think that song is a bad song. It, uh. it sounds so thrown together and it just so happens to have a decent hook to it but other than that it's just not a good song i can't fucking i can't stand it and it's too similar to after midnight it's, no, it's the, not they're the same fucking song uh, it's boring i do like hearts all gone interlude more than hearts all gone now Oh my god which is weird cuz i used, i've 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 always liked hearts all gone too ever since i got back into no, new roads i guess
0: no, you did you've always liked like,
1: MH. this is home this is home oh, throwaway that's song very Love is Dangerous, throwaway song. Pretty good song. Fighting the Gravity, throwaway song. Pretty good song. All throwaway songs. <laughs> Again, Neighborhoods isn't a bad album. It's a good album. It's good. That's why great. I ranked it like number five. It's great. But it's, it's, it's it, sh- it should not be in your top three. That's just... Well, oh, it's
0: like actually you're, not. You're, it's in my top you're
1: two. A, you're on a meth if you think that. It's actually my top two. Well, check that's, your that's, fucking that's teeth for holes and stuff because all the <laughs> meth you're doing <laughs> thinking Neighborhoods is number two. <laughs>
0: Oh man, what a banger of a record. I mean, you, you got bangers like Ghosts on the Dance Floor. Uh you got the big yeah. banger in Wishing Well. That la da 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 What song was was it that we were talking about last time? That's that you said sounds like Wishing Well? Da da da's. I don't remember now. It might have been off Toy Page.
1: I think it was off Toy Page, but I yeah. I didn't I didn't write it down. Or oh, was it la-da-da,
0: da da da. Was that shut up? No, is that really?
1: Oh, that's uh uh, um fucking story, a story of the, of the only guy, guy yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah it's the same data it does according to you oh, a good according song. to you but yeah neighborhood's solid output from the band i wish tom hadn't left um because the other guys are little pussies but um yeah so neighborhood's my favorite song my bb on this one is even if she falls i, I just perfect song perfect fucking song and uh and you hated it for a long time. I played it for you, you hated it, and now it's your favorite blink song of all time. Um, Basically. close,
1: close, not quite, but close.
0: <laughs> all right, then uh what do you got for your, your top two blink blink Because 'Cause I'm pretty sure you're gonna say self unentitled is your number two now because you think you're so cool. And then Toy Badge well, is be your number one. If you right.
1: think that then why don't you do your number one? Your number one is self entitled. We know you're number two, so just do your number one, then I'll do my final yeah, m- two.
0: My my number one is self unentitled. If you didn't already know, it's a perfect fucking record. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I mean, it's every every member of the band is at their peak at this point, and um just the the way the sound this record sounds, the production of it, it's just a perfectly crafted album, front to back. And my biggest banger off of Self Unentitled is Always, and Not Now gets an honorable mention because it is a B side title. <gasps>
1: So predictable, predictable, predictable. <laughs>
0: always is my my favorite song <laughs> off of Self Entitled. I think if, if anybody listened to
1: this podcast <laughs> from like the day we started <laughs> till now, if they even if they never met you, they would know exactly who you are and how you think.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so my number two, my number two, mm-hmm. my number two. Here we go.
0: You're so dumb. You already here we dumb. go. Here we go. Here we go. And my l- number two. Okay, never mind, Sorry. My
1: okay. number two is Self Entitled.
0: Oh, I knew you little shit.
1: Self entitled. This is I, get, I agree. This is the peak of their musical capabilities. This is the best There's songwriting too. This is the best thing that they've done. This album has it all. They've maxed out every stat, but except for one. But this album. It, this album doesn't have fun. This album so doesn't what? have fun. So this what? album doesn't have fun. Who
0: cares?
1: So, God. all of that, all of that. This album just doesn't have fun. It's, it's, it's still missing what makes Blink Blink, and and for like, like Toy page and Self Entitled, gone back and forth for a long time. It was Self Entitled too. Every time we've actually since we started the pod, I think Self Entitled's always been my number one. I think so, yeah. And but prior to the podcast, like Toy has always been my number one.
2: Yeah, so maybe may, cool again, now.
1: maybe it's maybe it's just situational. The summer's hitting; it's hot out here. I don't know, but right now. I just I, I need more. I need more. I get it. If I want to listen to some cool like guitar work, I'll listen to Omar. Right. If I well, listen yeah, to some cool course. melodies, I'll listen to Angels and Airwaves. Well, yeah. So yeah. like it's great. Self is a good record. <laughs> it is fan fucking tastic. And I, my favorite song's feeling this again. Like it's full feeling circle. This. It's tough to not to obsess over the song. Not just like nostalgia, because of when it came out, we were in high school, and like how I first heard it and everything. It was really cool. But it's a damn fine fucking song. But yeah. Astenia has always been my 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 ba- my biggest banger from this album for for many many years, and that's a close number two. That's a perfect song as well.
0: Yeah, I can't believe you didn't pick Astenia. That's that's crazy for you. That's truly crazy for you.
1: I even listened to this album before Toy Page because I yeah. knew I was like I was like no because that's not fair because I know once I'm done with Toy Page I'm gonna listen to Self Entitled and it's gonna be better. And so I listened to this one before it. I was like oh this is so good. And when that anthem part 2 hit, I was like oh it's okay, whatever. And then everything else came I was like wow, this is this is better. And then I listened to it again the opposite way and I still felt the same. So mm. That leads into my number one pick, Blink-182's best album they've ever done, their mm. Magnum Opus. Yeah. As I would say, and for this podcast is probably going to change the next time we do a Blink album. Yeah. But their best album they've done is Take Off Your Pants and Jacket.
0: Link 182, formed in Poway, California in 1992 by Tom DeLonge on guitar and vocals, Scott Rayner on drums, and Mark Hoppus on bass and vocals. They currently have eight albums, two EPs, <laughs> two demos, two compilations, one live album, and have sold well over 50 million copies worldwide. The album we're doing today is take off your pants and jacket it's the band's fourth album and it was released june 12 2001 it features tom DeLong on guitar vocals mark hoppus on bass vocals and travis barker on drums it was produced by jerry finn the album has sold over 14 million copies worldwide and is considered by some the greatest pop punk album of all time whoo do you agree? Do you disagree? Of course, I agree.
1: This is this is the apex of pop punk music. <laughs> this perfectly blends those two actual styles of very pop, but also some very punk stuff. Most notably, thanks to Travis on this one.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep. So, what are your initial thoughts on "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket"? Or what, what's your history? What, just you know, you know the drill. What do you got?
1: Yeah, so like when this when this came out, this was uh, this was another summer while I was at camp. A lot of my childhood memories are coming from the camp aspect of this. So so whatever what were we, like 13 when this came out, ish, 14, yeah, 14, 12, 13, 14. We were yeah. we were 10 to 15 when this came out. And and just like going to camp and then this this kind of like was like a big thing at the camp cuz I think camp was in August, it came out in June. And it was it was just it was just big. It was just this was like the anthem of like my child at that point. And then I kind of got older and I, I, would, I don't want to say I fell away from it, but I realized how childish it actually is. And then I kind of got more into like the self-entitled stuff and, and realized that they're getting a little bit deeper, but coming back to it now, like why is this childish? This isn't childish stuff. This is, these are things that we still, these are problems that, and emotions that we still deal with as grown ass adults. There's no reason why an 80-year-old can't deal with the same thing as a 15-year-old. It's just the way they handle that situation is different. But these are emotions that you feel throughout your entire life. And so I think it's unfair because a lot of reviews do say this is very childish. This is teenager stuff written by people in their early 20s. And that's unfair because it's not. these aren't emotional problems that are just exclusive to teenagers. These are for everybody. And I think Eh, this week is why... What do you mean some of them? There is not one thing that is exclusive to teenagers. You're fucking dumb. There is not one thing they talk about on this album that is exclusive to teenagers. Not one thing.
0: I don't agree with that.
1: Name one thing. I'll, if you name one thing, I will fucking even say Neighborhoods is, is my number one. Name, fucking, I mean, name one thing that
0: is exclusive to teenagers. Just, just the reason why First Date and The Rock Show were written were specifically- A hey, fuck know, you to written- the record
1: label? How was that a well, teenager problem?
0: No, but the the context of the lyrics. The what? lyrics are first just date, adults up.
1: don't go on first dates? Come on, you adults know adults don't I mean. get nervous going oh on? I God. don't know what you mean. This
2: is this
1: is you're already... losing you're losing traction. You're losing traction. How is first date specific only to teenagers?
0: Because the, the things that he, that he describes in that song are very Like what? Name listening. one
1: thing. Name one thing. I just the whole Just name one. Whole, Not the whole thing, just name one. I'll make it real easy, just name one thing. Just give me something to chew on. Give me something.
0: (laughs) I guess technically, yeah, you can can associate any of the lyrics on this record to anybody of any age. But the idea was very adolescent. You are part of of the problem.
1: You see this record as adolescent. You see this record as teenage problems. But you still go through these same emotions as a grown-ass man, as a grown-ass adult. But because it's goofy and lighthearted, then you, you dismiss it.
0: And that is unfair. No, but you also have to look and at— And that it is gross, But, but you Tyler. also have to look and at, you're at, at the people than who wrote it and what they were thinking in their mind. It, it, it's just—you have to really take that into consideration, where they were at. They were in their the 20s. Guy. I understand that but they were they were also writing from the perspective of an adolescent and that no, was one false. of the reasons why this record false upset Tom so much was because he felt confined to that
1: false they were not from the perspective of an adolescent they just didn't reach their musical writing capabilities and they felt like they were being forced into that not only be, like because they, they weren't pushing themselves but also because the record label was putting pressure on them so it wasn't they were trying to do it it was they were kind of forced into it. But the reason why I think this album is so important is because there would be nothing, there would be no self-entitled without this. There would be nothing. There, that Mark and Tom would never reach their true potential had it not been for this album. Them pushing each other musically, lyrically, everything. Well, you but you this is the only... With, this With
0: any the records.
1: No you can't. You, can you can't say, say, you that. Can say you that. that you can't you can say, say it with anime. They sure I, they actually didn't push them they didn't they didn't push themselves for it. There was no friendly competition to write better songs. That was a straight party album. It just so happened to have really strong melodies. This is an album where they really tried to push their creativity. And you can see that in the guitar playing from Tom. You can see yeah. that in the in the Everybody Stop, it's a bass solo. And it's not just <laughs> like a one one note thing. Mark actually does go up and down a little bit on the bass parts. And then even Travis Like Travis, Travis got better because he knew how to calm the fuck down, but his fills got tighter. They got more, a little bit more complex. And even though he changed in every, especially in like online songs and, and some other songs, he changes his pattern so much, but it matches the song. And in him just doing that, it's pushing everybody else to be better. This is like blink at their best and their most fun at their most happy. Even though like halfway through this, they kind of. Realize that they're growing apart, and I think that in itself is not childish and adolescent either. You realize, even as an adult, some of the friends that you have, that you you realize this this person that I've known for so long, I feel like I'm growing apart from them. That mm-hmm. is a normal human emotion, and to say that's exclusive to teenagers or adolescents, I think is is very is is very dangerous. Is very dangerous.
0: It's Love weird. is dangerous. <laughs> oh, that's a great Blink song too. We should play that song. Not a Play that song on loop. All right. My uh my my kind of my first impressions on this record. I initially Rock Show came out. I love the music video. I saw it on M T V. You know, I just I recorded it on a VHS tape. I would just watch it. My friend and I would just watch it over and over and over again because we were such big blink fans. And then the album was released, and my my parents got this the CD for me when I graduated eighth grade. I mean, graduation is stupid, especially from eighth grade. But they felt I deserved something, and this is exactly what I wanted, so they got it for me, and I got the red disc. So that came with uh, "What Went Wrong," and I think no, it came with uh, oh, I don't even remember what song. The red came with, but yeah, it um, it was, that was that's that's kind of oh, how damn. I got into it. Time what? to break
1: up in Mother's Day.
0: Yeah, that's what it was, and uh, and yeah, so I just I've loved the records. I mean that that this record like kind of defined that summer for me, but the summer right before high school. Uh, going, you know, on trips with with one of my best friends. Uh, you know, we, we spent a lot of time together that summer. We just had a blast and we listened to this record a lot. Uh so yeah, it's just this is this ho- this one holds a lot of nostalgia and a lot of happy and good times. And then on top of that, I mean like everything that you said too, I, I mean this band clearly matured from Enema the State and you could definitely hear the tension, especially in the latter half of the record. Cause I feel like the first half of the record is very kind of weak in the context of it all. But all the, all the biggest bangers are, at, are toward the end are the second half of the record for the most part.
1: Damn. Um, that is a bold, I, bold statement. I,
0: I don't give a fuck, but let's, uh, let's just jump into uh, what, what your biggest banger is on this one. Well, we,
1: we, we, we didn't do our top 10 blink songs. Of all time oh, we Or didn't. whatever it is That's right, yeah I mean
0: Ah, oh, my bad
1: We can wait till the end I guess But um, Yeah, okay, that's fine But my, my, my biggest banger And I really tried to pick another song Because I, I like to I like to come into an album That I've listened to Hundreds of times And mm-hmm. think that I can hear something different And that because I've grown And I'm a different person Than I was When I was 10 to 15 years old That I will like something different but online songs, I just can't get over how get good over that one. is. It's so fucking good. Like as soon as it starts, I I I endure. I endure. Anthem Part Two. I think it's a great song. It's fine. I think it's a fantastic starter and it's a phenomenal transition from Enema. But yeah. I endure Anthem Part Two because I I I know it's coming and I I just I can't help but be giddy. And I like to put it on shuffle sometimes. That way, I I don't anticipate it. It just pops into there sometimes, and it's <laughs> like that that edge really uh, it just excites me. But online songs is not only my favorite song of this album, but it's my favorite Blink song.
0: What? No, man, Overboard was always your favorite.
1: I know, I know. And then my top ten Blink. That's why I wanted to do those two because my my top ten oh, is man. nuts.
2: Oh, but yeah, well, online we'll that online song is yeah.
1: my biggest banger, and it's my favorite Blink song. I just I'm just I'm I'm smirking thinking
0: about it. More smiles. <laughs> well, let's play a little bit of online songs and then we'll uh, we'll get more into it. That sound good? Yeah. Sound good to you? Ooh. All right. Here's uh, here's online songs.
3: Josie, you're my source of most frustration. Forget when I don't meet expectations. Everything you wish came true. In the end, we all blamed you, even though it's dangerous. But I gotta wonder why You're
0: everything. there you go online songs from blink 182 jeff's favorite blink song of all time damn that is insanity insanity but still a fucking banger of a song
1: so I mean, there's there's a lot of things we could we could shit on each other for having our favorites, right? Yeah, absolutely. Could could you could you shit on me for this being my favorite Blink song? Oh no way! Okay,
0: no way. But I know you could shit on pretty much anything that I like because you just love to shit.
1: Well, let's just uh, just, just give me a little teaser before we get before we end this. What what is your favorite Blink song? Real quick, then we, I won't even say on this, nothing oh,
0: wait, on this album or no,
1: the, your favorite Blink song in general. Then I won't even say a word and we'll move on.
0: <laughs> it's Carousel.
1: Okay. yeah so this 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 song that that okay
0: was so condescending oh
1: man no you know how much i love carousel Uh, so this song has has a couple things that i really really like um one is is when he yells like shit and and through that i tried to find if it was like a cynical type of thing if it was forced if it was Mm. if it was fake i i couldn't i i would like to think that at this time in their careers where they were very very irresponsible I, I, I think the, the shit part Was probably something that, that Jerry Finn Heard him do And just kept it in there It wasn't like Hey That thing you did in practice You should do it again now Yeah I don't think it was like that Because I, I don't, don't think They were was that good. type of band At that point I And mean, the other thing I really like Is Travis's drumming Like it's so fucking good And it that is. part in the verse When he's he just like When it kind of slows down That's my favorite part too Like it is It is unbelievable That this basic bz punk band this pop punk band has transformed into this thing where now travis can actually unleash his technical side and the music will follow
0: yeah and tom's guitar playing too it, that that but bam but bam it's almost like this like uh, like off time thing that he's doing and it kind of makes me wonder this is probably why they've never played this song live it's because i don't do think it. they could play it live i, I no honestly way. don't think they could
1: but even the intro part where the, the 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 um the clean guitar part over like the bass line after Mark sings by himself for a yeah. little bit and then it comes in with just that, that weird riffage. It's mm-hmm. very subtle, kind of in the background. Like there's no way Tom could do that now. Like, I mean, maybe he could do it now, but
0: actually, I don't, I don't even know they he could do it now. Then. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't think, think he could ever. do it back then or now, yeah.
1: It's 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 too it's too weird. And I think Toy Page is more technical than we kind of give it credit for because of how lighthearted it is. Yeah. Because self entitled is extremely technical, and everyone is finally playing to their abilities, but Toy Page is almost like they found they found their abilities already, but they didn't know how to fully express it. So you're getting like little glimpses of who they could be.
0: Yeah, you're seeing that. I think you're seeing that in in the technical aspect, but also in the songwriting aspect. You're seeing a lot of darker tones on this record than you ever saw, even on Enema or Dude Ranch or anything like that. Like, they were really trying to break out of this, but they were just being held back by their their record company who was just demanding that they put out another Anima record. And this album ended up being bigger than Anima, I think. But anyway, this... Uh, the, the online Songs also... It, it's also pretty much just, like, the sequel to Josie. Because Which Josie, is so interesting. I think it's great. I mean, because Josie talks about, you know him being with the girl and she's the greatest thing ever because she, she does things for him and she's just so great to him. And then this is just the aftermath of that. Is is the breakup? This is the end of the relationship. And it's Which just, that's oh, great. I love it. So
1: So like this, this, this thing that I'm going to bring up kind of like put this in another realm for me is when Josie came out, it was, it was just Mark. But when this came out, he had already met his wife. He was yeah. already married to his wife. And before this came out, he had changed lyrics to reflect his wife, right? And uh, going away to college, you're so beautiful, not to me, but Sky Lee.
0: Yeah, he does that in the live versions. So
1: the fact that he still uses Josie, which has the same syllables, sounds almost the same as Sky Lee. Oh, yeah. Like, why would he not just use her name in it? And so I think, like, is is Mark deeper than we gave him credit for at this point? Is he saying goodbye to that old me? And this is now the new, more complex me?
0: yeah i think so i mean that definitely shows is that intentional i think so and i mean even looking at it looking at it lyrically the the lyrics in josie are much more literal than they are on this song this one is is it's a lot deeper it's a uses a little bit more metaphors and it's just it's just a darker song but over this like super fast peppy upbeat song it's it's, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. And what you just said, I didn't, I didn't make that connection. But yeah, it, it very well could be like, you know, this is ushering in his, right. new, his new life.
1: Like why did he use Skyly in in a previous live version of a song and then not write her into this one when it could have fit fucking perfectly? Yeah. Especially because the title of this song has nothing to do with Josie or Skyly. He could have yeah, just inserted that and we never would have been the wiser, right?
0: Yeah. You're and absolutely... I don't, like that, that part But also...
1: Really, I don't know.
0: You know, I think I think if he would have used his wife's name, I think it would have cheapened the song. Because I feel like a a, a a band who uses their significant other's name in a song, I think it's just so cheesy. It never sounds good. Never I, I, ever sounds good.
1: I agree. I, I like the continuity of using Josie. I think I think it's a I think it's like a throwback to their old school fans. It's yeah. like an homage to their previous selves, and specifically to this, I think it's like a like a goodbye. To his personal yeah. previous self, but I, I agree I think using like your your significant other there is kind of he's always kind of goofy and the, like the way the song progresses too it, it progresses in a really cool way, like the first verse is just like he's anger, he's angry, he even yells like shit and the next verse he's jealous, you know like he's clearly like stalking this this girl right that mm-hmm. he's falling to her house and making he see he's seeing her make out with somebody, and like the third part is is the acceptance part of this breakup, but also still pretty bitter. Yeah, and I, 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 like that. It's like the natural progression of relationships. Not again, not exclusive to adolescents or teenagers, to anybody, and not also, not exclusive. Maybe I was reading into it more, but not exclusive to just like a significant other, but also like a friendship or anything else like that.
0: Yeah, it can work in both senses, absolutely. And uh, f- from what I read, this is this is what Mark had to say about the song because I, I thought it was, it's kind of silly, but this is what he said. Have you ever broken up with a girl? Yeah, me too. This song is about the thoughts that drive you crazy when a relationship ends. Tom knows this feeling well. He has no friends. Girls hate him, and with good reason. So I guess this song is really about Tom and how he hates it when girls break his heart. So fun little, fun little thing that Mark Mark did putting down Tom.
1: Yeah, that's that's clearly a, a what do you call like an emotional wall you put up in front of yourself because you want to yeah. save face of being funny and. A lighthearted pop punk band when you're actually hurting on the inside.
0: It's funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny that you said like putting up an emotional wall because I don't know the last time you watched Riding in Vans with Boys. Or I think it was. It's yeah, been it, many, many yeah, years. It was Riding in Vans with the Boys. Cause I, and uh, so there's a part where where they're out eating sushi together. And Tom and Mark are sitting next to each other, and they have the. Tom has the camera right there, and he's like, "Just, "Just watch Mark. Like he he can never be honest with you. Like whenever he tries to be like affectionate towards his friends, he makes everything to a joke. So Tom like provokes him, and then." Mark starts immediately like making fun of Tom and then Tom calls him out and says, Look, this is what you do. Instead of instead of like telling telling me that you like me as a friend, like you put up this emotional he like he think he actually uses the words emotional wall and then Mark Damn. gets like super embarrassed. Yeah, he gets super embarrassed about it and then he tries to make fun of him again and Tom's like, See, you're doing it again. So, Dude, I, just I like you even
1: you even like bringing that up in that context makes like that relationship between Mark and Tom is like that's that was it that was that's why it failed that mm-hmm. is why blink broke up this could and be a not,
0: foreshadowing of blink breaking up like this song could be foreshadowing the beginning of the end for the band but it's not even like hiatus. one
1: person's fault it's not mark's fault 100% for putting up that wall and it's not tom's fault for constantly like poking into that wall it's like the lack of communication right yeah noticeably in a song named online songs where the communication is strictly non facial and it's done through a computer
0: yeah it's not personal really. Oof. Oof. man this song's getting deeper and deeper Oof. by a minute
1: dude in the part where he says you weren't the only one two three four like he was gonna say you weren't the only one to blame like you weren't the, you weren't the only one who was at fault but he's like 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 writing it because nobody wants to admit that they're at fault or they're to blame so rather than say you weren't the only one to blame he says you weren't the only one and then trails off two three four almost like a Freudian oh, so slip of emotion yeah. and he got caught and so he tried to lead it into something else which also leads into the fact that this entire song especially the verses there's there's super strong oh no that's, that's a different song there's a different song, different song. <laughs> yeah every, every time i look for you that's a super <laughs> strong wordplay that goes into other verses <laughs> with itself it's fun it's good stuff but we'll get into that
0: Whew. all right we, we go with online songs you want to move on to the to the next
1: uh no that's good I, I just real quick i also i also like how fast mark sings in the chorus and how much how many words he can fit in there and just, it's always fun it's fun to sing along because you realize how hard it is to sing like imagine if you were singing live how many breaths you would have to take
0: oh i know it's very difficult annoying as hell all right Did somebody just walk in
1: yeah that was slow he's left again i don't know he oh. peeked in and left you weren't the only one, two, three, four, bam, boom. Oh, that anyway. guitar parts so fucking good.
0: So my uh my biggest banger on this record is every time I look for you. I think this song is a perfect song. It's primarily a Mark song, but the way Mark and Tom kinda of feed off of each other during the verses where or really Tom is like, you know he's making the verses better the way he's they kinda like bleed into one another. The the lyrics kind of bleed into one another. I think I think every time I look for you is the, the best song on here. And um it's one I think it's one of the catchiest songs too, it has one of the catchiest hooks in that chorus right there. Um is this your number two banger?
1: Yeah, this this is my number two banger. This this is uh this is the one where I would I just mentioned there's some cool wordplay. Like when he yeah. says, Betray my short attention. And then span the distance. distance. Like those those two.
0: Borders.
1: Those two thoughts that are tied together by Mark, but also allowing, or also Mark letting Tom come in. So it's like Mark knows that this is his song. He has one thought, but he also wants Tom to be on this song. So he breaks up that thought and makes it into two different thoughts, whereas the latter thought can allow Tom to come in. Like that's just like, dude, that's. There are no better songwriting deal in the history of music writing. That's,
0: that's yeah, fine That is fine. They are, they are the Lennon-McCartney of our of No, our the generation.
1: Lennon-McCartney are the Tom DeLonge and Mark Hoppus of <laughs> the shooting music in like the 60s and 70s.
0: <laughs> you know what it, What I think is cool too? The, the beginning starts out with that guitar, with that da and it but then when, when Mark comes in to start singing, like he does it on a weird beat. He doesn't, he doesn't wait for like that riff to finish. He starts like halfway through it. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting too, and during that intro, and then it it blows into the um into the first verse and then the chorus, and then um let's no that's let's, let's no, play no, the that's perfect.
1: Okay, like just listening to that mm-hmm. though, like that's that's these two guys not only just stepping on each other's toes and saying, "Hey, I know this is your song, but like give me an intro," and then halfway through the intro, okay, I'm gonna come in now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, that's
1: it's just like pushing themselves, stepping over each other, just trying to be better than the other person that kind of like rivalry which i which probably i mean as most rivalries always start they start off lighthearted and fun and then turn into something terrible
0: i also want to talk like about the bridge and everything and and how it the whole song kind of transitions but let's uh let's start the song let's just play the kind of the beginning of it so here's um every time i look for you
3: begs that question too blind to see tomorrow too broke to beg or borrow young is stupid.
0: There you go. Every time I look for you from the Blink one eighty twos.
1: Oh, it's oh, such a heavy man. that's such a heavy one too, Travis
0: coming in. It really is. That's like it's almost like literally <laughs> halfway through the song. It just it completely changes directions. I love it so much. And I feel like this is kind of where you get to the point of the record where everything starts to change like it gets the the album gets darker almost well roller coaster uh nah, th- this is the part of the album where where it gets much darker and heavier and you get to see more of like a uh raw side of the band like emotionally and i, I that's kind of why i like the end of this record so much is because of that it's not nearly as poppy and like fun but it i honestly think it's much better than the first half of the record I love it. Um, mm. Lyrically lyrically though, Mark has said in the past like he has no idea what the song's about. <laughs> and and from what what I get from it, it just seems like a somebody who's like who's trying to get after this this a girl that he just is infatuated with, but every time he tries to like woo her or whatever, she he's constantly turned down or he or she ignores him or Something like Something that. Like He's that constantly awesome. fighting for her attention, but never gets it. That's kind mm-hmm. of that's well, that's what I get from this mm-hmm. song. Lyrically, mm-hmm. is that what you get?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, trying to keep the the spikes down. Yeah,
1: it worked right now, pretty good.
0: Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: No, I, I I I agree. I think this was a Mark song, but Mark just couldn't couldn't help it. He had to he had to ask Tom for some for some input. And I think I think it just I think it worked. And the way Tom bleeds out the last notes, like the round the corner and then holds it. Yeah. While Mark goes into like the chorus part, I think is just oh, I love dirt. that part it's too. Dirty. It's dirty.
0: That's one of my favorite parts of the song. Oh, I love it so much.
1: And Tom's vocals in here is really good. They're really raspy and, and lower than normal and not as not as you don't hear that Poe action as well.
0: Yeah, they they're almost like raspy, like they are on Dewy Ranch, but lower in tone. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what it, that's what it reminds me of. And then the breakdown, the breakdown is so cool, man. It's just that 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 kind of one note he's kind of strumming along, and like you said, Travis comes in with that one hit, and and it just like it explodes. It's like it's like the the explosion of um, "Stay Together" for the kids when Tom comes in on the chorus. It's very much like that, but I feel like way, way better, and way more like post-hardcore sounding, much more box ca- car racer esque. And I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. So there's, I already have that.
1: What? There's a lot of subtleties in this album that are very, very
0: boxcar racer. And I didn't really, I never really put that together until this week when I was listening to it. Like the the darker moments of this record could very well have been on that boxcar racer record yeah it's super super cool i, I yeah. tom is tom is a great is a great songwriter
1: he's he's good so is mark
2: i mean
0: and he then, is and
1: yeah. the, in the capacity of toy page and a little bit of neighborhoods and all of self-entitled so is travis because <laughs> travis is travis is, as a kid say travis is fire on this album yeah, Travis was. is perfect Travis irritated me on Enema Because he just He didn't know how to calm the fuck down mm-hmm. And on this one He He calmed down And it was more subtle But it was better mm-hmm. Like Even he grew as a musician Because of this And you can, yeah, you can feel hear like it feel You it feel too. can hear him You can hear him be tame But at the same time You can hear him just kind of go off And especially in this song too Where it's very Like this song is very punk rock and Travis just oh, absolutely. absolutely kills it at the drums, and it's so good.
0: You're right, and uh, I'm just gonna play the breakdown. It, it's so good. So here it is. That was good. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's this is There you go so sometimes when well, you, a song You miss like the best part
1: of the of the Travis kicking it in so that's fine though
0: <sighs> I know well it wasn't my f- well it is kind of my fault but for whatever reason it only this mixer only records one side of the headphone or one side of the the mix stereo <laughs> mix so the part that we really wanted to hear didn't play through the mixer and that's why you got what you got with all that silence and Ooh, then you get what you get uh, that sounds almost as dumb as it is what it is. But what I thought was really good was like, I, I th- what did you say? Like, is that it? And then all of a sudden it just like blew up. <laughs> like, it was like perfectly timed with when, with when you said it. It was great. It was like felty but, but like but a instead better Feldy. But, like, but instead <laughs> of me saying
1: that's it, it's Travis with the one, two.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like,
1: like saying that's it on an album would be really cool, but would be even better is when you had the drummer kicking the the bass snare and then mm. everything just blows up from there
0: yeah I fucked imagine, that one up eh?
1: imagine everybody just imagine yeah imagine all the people
0: uh, no we don't, we don't talk about that dumb song alright well do we have anything else to say about every time I look for you or is that all is that all good no we can we can put that one to bed Great. perfect song do you want to get into some of the album artwork right now
1: yeah, yeah I was I was just going through my notes and I I did read that that was my next talking point I guess was the album artwork and and the story behind it, which I never knew until this week. I, really? I, I guess I've never read that until this week.
0: Okay. What, what do you got? What, what didn't you know exactly?
1: What do you do? What do you do? So so legend, legend has it, the name came from a guitar tech, Larry Palm, hmm. while he was snowboarding. And a mother and son came in inside the lodge they were, they were probably drinking at. And the sun was wet. And the mom told her their kid, you know, take, take off your pants and jacket. And the light bulb went over Larry's head, and he's like, "Ooh, this is really good." So he brought it to the band. The band loved it. And Tom said, "Like, hey, dude, let us like use this, and, and you know, we'll we'll hook you up. We'll 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 take care of you." Well, they sent him five hundred mm. bucks for for the use of this name, <laughs> according to legend. Here, he didn't mm. like that. Sued him. Sued him for twenty thousand, and they ended up settling out of court. I guess for like ten thousand. But that's that's the story that I read. Don't yeah, know how accurate that. it is or whatever, but. Um, Sounds about right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I never, but uh, I, like you, I I never, I had never read that before either. So I don't know how true it is,
1: but yeah, like I'd never even heard this story until this week.
0: Yeah, and we've done. I mean, I know our our research on the pod wasn't as in depth as it used to be, or it's it wasn't as depth. Yeah. Fuck, dude, I can't even. Speak. We have we've oh never done God.
1: this much research per album.
0: Uh, yeah, but I but feel but like still, that's
1: something we should know because it's such an iconic. I mean, as far as, like, album titles go, mm-hmm. it's yeah. arguably one of the best of all time.
0: I think so, too. Because it's, it's very so clever.
1: tongue-in-cheek. It's so clever.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> but also, uh, going further
1: uh, on that, I also didn't, I never even put two and two together, never realized it, but there's three symbols, right? There's the off the plane, the pants symbol, mm-hmm. and the jacket, And they all they all took
0: one of the symbols and they gave Travis the fucking airplane. I know that's weird, right? How dick? I think I think they uh, I think Travis mentioned that in his book as well. How that was kind of that was that was coincidental. Yeah, it was coincidental, though. Like it wasn't that wasn't planned.
1: But regardless, like, dude, the guy like hates flying and has had bad experiences flying. Like why would you do that to him? I don't know. That's just that just seems dick, and it, it it seems like they only did that because the take off your pants and jacket part, like the pants and jacket, had to be from Mark and Tom because they're the that's Blink 182 and that it just it seems
0: too. Um, that's it, the funny part, and they're the funny ones.
1: It just seems too forced from like the label or something. It, it just seems too fake, I guess.
0: Mm, eh, I don't know about that. I'm not a fan of it. Well, the uh, they they did have some some other titles or prospective titles and. One of them, which I don't really like, it's really overused, but it's If You See K. That's so good. I don't know. I just think it's whatever. But the other one I liked was Genital Genital Ben, which is a reference to Gentle Ben, which was a TV show back in the 60s. Dumb. So I kind of like that. And they wanted to put a bear on the cover of the album. I mean, that would have kind of like really dated itself, but it's still, it's clever. It's clever, I thought. But... Take Off Your Pants and Jacket was the best, the best alternative to that. And uh, yes. what I didn't, I didn't know until this week was that, okay, so the, the title has the three symbols, and every song has its own symbol. So when you open up the booklet, I don't remember this from when I was a kid, but when you open up the booklet, next to the song title and the lyrics is a different symbol to accompany it. So like, for example, the first date song has a picture of a condom and so on and so forth. It just kind of goes on from there. I thought that was kind of, it was a cool touch to the entire artwork.
1: See, I, I don't remember that being on my booklet either when I bought the album, the CD, I guess. Yeah. But I've seen those symbols before associated with these songs, but I don't remember that being in my CD. I
0: think, for, I think what, what I remember, I could be mistaken, because the, the record, or the CD at least, came in like a, it, it wasn't like your, sim, your, your normal jewel case, the plastic it came in like a cardboard case and so the only the only plastic was where the cd was kept everything else was cardboard and then the part that opens up the flat part it was like a pocket and it, when you look at the front side of the pocket there were a bunch of holes in there and you could pull the little booklet out of the pocket and when you did that all the stuff would move and they would just be empty holes but when you put the the um, oh the booklet back in it filled all the holes with all the symbols of all the songs it's like a I'm game sure that, yeah almost it almost reminded you of like connect 4 like that if that makes sense if, yeah. like, as a visualization and then you pulled that you pulled the booklet out and then you could read all the lyrics and all that stuff
1: that's like some uh, some spy shit right where you like you have a piece of paper that has holes cut out and you flip to a certain page of the bible and the holes represent letters on that page and they spell out something where your next like code is supposed to be at that's yeah. spy stuff, bro. Eh, They're spies, of. and then Tom Delonge <laughs> goes on to be an actual whistleblower of spy stuff. That's crazy. Kind of, yeah. That's kind crazy. Of. I also might the album that I bought never had any secret songs on it. It was just it was just a CD.
0: Yeah, the I think the only the original pressings were had the the separate CDs, but I think after the first maybe or the first two pressings of the CD, they were it was just the the regular standard album that's why but i mean i only got it because i i mean like i said i got it right when it came out the week it came out so that's why i had the red one and then eventually i got the green one and then the yellow one i had i had a burn copy of that one
1: actually i think i'll probably buy the green one i'll try and search for the green one because think the yellow one the joke song is better but the Mm -hmm. green one the real song is better
0: which one's on the green one is that not now uh, don't tell me it's over Oh, okay. Well,
1: when Wrong's yellow and then Fuck a Dog is yellow, and then When You Fuck Grandpa's green and Don't Tell Me It's Over is green.
0: Okay. Got it. Yeah, I always forget. I always forget.
1: I wrote them down and then I highlighted them in their respective colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, that's
0: cool. <laughs> uh, what else do we got on this album before we jump into some more songs here?
1: What? what, uh, uh, what? Jerry
0: Finn produced it. He was he produced enema of the state. He produced this record as well as the self unentitled
1: plus 44
0: plus 44 as well. He did pass away. I think it was in 2010 or 2011 of a brain aneurysm. I think it was, um, but yeah, solid, solid producer. And he was, he was legendary. Let's just say that he worked with a lot of great artists well, Especially in his, his very blink. short career. Like,
1: do you think blink would even be blink without Jerry Finn? I don't think so. No, there's no way don't think so like they owe so much to this guy and his sound and the way he wanted them to sound i mean they wanted don't. they had their own specific sound that they wanted but they were too immature to achieve it and jerry finn yeah. was able to jeffrey finn was able to be there and <laughs> achieve that sound <laughs> with them
0: yeah and what i what i like so much about him too was that he didn't overstep his his role at like like felly does felly he pretty much requires that he's gonna co-write every <laughs> song with you but Jerry Finn didn't want songwriting credits. He didn't want that. He wanted to, he he only wanted the best for the band. He only wanted to, to create the best sounds for them. And from what I read too, when it came to tra- to tracking Travis's drums, they spent like at least a day and a half just with mic placements, figuring out what the best sound would be for this entire record. Which I think is really cool. I mean, a lot of people might laugh and like scoff at that, but it's just like it's more important than you think. You know these tones they can They can transcend generations and transcend musical styles if done right you know it's it's a very important process, and I feel like that's kind of being lost in modern music, and it's a real shame. It's a really, really huge shame.
1: Well, especially like in the context of a loosely based conceptual album as this is mm-hmm. if 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 the drums aren't going to sound perfect if, if you're just releasing like singles then i mean who gives a fuck with how the drums sound but if you're doing like a conceptualized album then the drum tone is 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 one third of the band like it's yeah. it's one third important and i i think i think it sounds fantastic and again i can't i don't really like travis that much musically and outside of music <laughs> but I agree. I this agree. is like this is the best thing he's ever done
0: I don't know, I, I have a hard time saying that because his his drumming on Self Unentitled is so different for him, and I don't know, anyway. But he
1: had he had more to work with on that one because Mark that's and Tom no, also grew, true. and so the, he, like he had nothing to work with. He needed to, to, to fill in the there. gaps.
0: He needed to fill in the gaps for sure because the songs are much slower for the most part. Tom's not playing as big of heavy riffs as he was before. So he needed to fill that space, that that empty sound space. So I, I mean that that's understandable, and that's also where Jerry Finn comes in because Jerry had to find Jerry. <laughs> he had to find a way to to kind of expand the sound of Travis. He needed to make the sound of Travis like more expansive in the whole mix, and I felt like he did that perfectly on the self Unentitled record. And it, what's even more remarkable about Jerry Jerry, Jerry. is that he from the three albums he did with the band the drumming does sound fairly different and but yet they 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 mesh so well with the rest of the music and that just shows his talent at his job you know and how good he was at his job and nothing but but respect for jerry finn he was truly truly a great producer yeah he died died so young so young
1: is it also hard to say jerry without
0: thinking of jerry seinfeld I d- every fucking time uh, every fucking time. impossible. can't do it yeah yeah can't, can't stand do you it. <laughs> uh well I was gonna say something else oh and the drumming too it's kind of funny that it took him a day like over a day and a half to find the drum tone but it took Travis roughly the same amount of time to record all the drum parts yeah so it took two to three days they said for him to record all the drum parts that's remarkable with with
1: so Absolutely many other remarkable. things, okay. So they were in like in their mid twenties when they wrote this, and mm-hmm. it's 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 irritating because while Travis, I read things where t- while Travis was recording his drums, like Mark and Tom were watching cartoons and like eating pizza and probably getting high and stuff. Basically, just not being Crossing. not being involved in the recording process, mm-hmm. which is like that bothers me. Like with so many bands that taking a more hands-on approach to the recording process, there's no reason why Blink with A2 would be hiring Feldman had they taken a more hands-on approach to the recording process in Toy Patch. Like just imagine how Wait, different California Feldman. could have been. Yeah. How oh, different oh, California you, could have been say, yeah. had Mark been involved in the recording process? How he lear- had he learned how to do things? Had he learned what type of sound he wanted? Had he learned anything from Jerry Finn? I guarantee you Feldman would not have been a part of California.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, he I think this too is this is late. the point. I feel like Toy Page is the point where Tom, where not Tom where Mark started to rely on everybody else and he, that this is when his self-confidence like went down in when it comes to songwriting because, you know, you, I mean, yeah, th- 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 it's just what it is. He he I mean, just goes downhill after after toy patch goes downhill he has the least to do with the untitled record in every aspect and you know you get one record from when blink broke up up and up through neighborhoods and then like we've talked about neighborhoods is most of that is tom and same with dogs dogs eating dogs is the same way so it's like he he had at this point he needs to he, he's relying on other people travis and tom as well as jerry Jerry, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Call yeah. him Jay Finn. <laughs> I can't. No, I can't. It's it's tough. It's tough. But I mean, right? I, I think. No,
1: you I, I think you're 100 percent correct. And I think that's what makes Toy Page so important. Is because not saying it's bad or good either way, but this is like this is this is the this is the split. This is when mm. Mark realized that he only wants to do songs. Like Enema, like Dude Ranch, and that's it. He, he he's happy with being that type of band. Whereas Tom doesn't want to do that anymore. He wants to do other things. It's just it's a different perspective. And again, not one or the other is correct or wrong. It's just a completely different mindset. And mm-hmm. this like this is it. This is this album is why they broke up. Because you can hear songs, especially later in the album, when they're not just full of like crowd pleasing bangers like shut up please take me home like these songs are these are like deep cuts that are a little more complex than the earlier songs yeah especially totally. in concerning like especially concerning tom
0: and it, it's it, what's what's frustrating about the whole thing with with his songwriting is that we know that he can be vulnerable and put yes. himself in that position and do it so fucking well <laughs> so with good. plus 44 like he's like honestly he has proven himself he has truly proven himself with plus 44 so it's like everybody knows what he's capable outside of tom and relying on other people because yeah jerry finn kind of had like his feelers on that record but it wasn't like it wasn't a jerry a proper jerry finn production it he he had mark or mark and mark pretty much did that entire record himself with Travis. Thurman yeah, I think too, I think but,
1: Mark and Travis specifically produced it and then Jerry Finn was there for like the mixing and engineering, quote unquote, you know, yeah. co-producer or whatever it was. But I think you're right. I think like Jerry Finn took the back seat on that one.
0: Like the real back seat. This is like like a three a three seater or not a three seater, but like, you know, a, third a fucking row. suburban. Yeah, like a <laughs> suburban. So like he's in the very he's back He's hollering middle. He's a, he's in the middle seat in the very very back. You know that that's that's how it is. Man, but
1: like you're right. Like why we we know Mark can do it. Why
0: can't he always why do it? Yeah, like why doesn't he open himself up? And and what's even more what's also frustrating too is that we see him kind of touch upon his vulnerability in 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 uh, nine on the Blink album nine. And we also see it in Simple Creatures a little bit, as much as I hate, I don't really like that record and I really hate Simple Creatures. <laughs> but you know, he you could see that he's trying to come out with that to be more vulnerable in his music and his lyrics and everything. But then his downfall is that he lets so many people on the outside come in and then try to tell him how he should make that feeling more presentable. And I put that in scare quotes. And, and that I hate it so much. He... He second, he second, third, you know, quadruple guesses everything he does. It seems in musically, I hate it. Yeah, you know, I can't. So frustrating. I
1: can't think of like another musician, off the top of my head, who is as talented as Mark is. And I say he is because I know he, I know he has it in him. I can't think of any other musician that is like that. I can't think of anybody else who allows so many outside forces to dictate, not just like their music, but their life, because this has affected his life in a negative way for so many years until recently that it's just finally coming back. Like Tom is finally coming back into his life. But for Mm -hmm. so many years, like his, his, a part of him was gone. And I just don't understand like why he allows that to happen. And again, like there's, there's just, there's gotta be some deep stuff that nobody knows about except for Mark and Tom. It's weird, man. I just,
0: I, there's
1: no other reason. There's no other explanation
0: it's just so weird, that connection that those two guys have. Uh, it's it, it's weird. It's super weird. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. It's, it's like uh, they, I mean, Mark needs Tom more than Tom needs Mark, but they, in the end, they, they both need one another when it comes to music.
1: I th- I think, I mean, Mark needs Tom to survive. I mean, Tom can survive without Mark, but yeah. they are both at their best when they have each other.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's like some weird, Absolutely. like
1: Chewie and Han relationship. Like I just, like they both can survive without each other, but like, do they want to? <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's it's very very yeah. bizarre. And I, I, again, I can't think of any other artist who is affected by so many outside forces that it that affects their artistry and their personal life, like it does Mark.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you're right.
1: Emotionally underdeveloped. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, excuse well, me. Let's get into a song that everybody doesn't like from this album, but I think is a
0: fantastic song. Okay, w- but before we do that, I just want to mention real quick because I was going to say we should get into another song. But first, this was Toy Page was the first punk album to debut at number one on the Billboard 200 here in here in the United States, and it went double platinum within two months of its release. Oh
1: yeah, still punk.
0: I think I don't know, man. Hells, I think yeah. that's still pretty impressive. I, it's not punk, yeah, technically speaking or whatever that means. Yeah,
1: but. exactly. What What does that even mean? How is this not punk? They They filmed the, uh, a, a music video, and if we're taking it at face value, they were giving a ton of money to film a music video, and then they blew all of that money to film the music video. They played big venues, but then they, said, they claimed they lowered their ticket prices so the layman could enjoy their, their concerts, right? They weren't charging as much as other big bands <laughs> the at <Layman>. the time. <laughs> oh, I'm going to afford a $40 ticket to go see stupid blink Yeah,
0: Especially when you're 16 yeah
1: yeah let's uh let's let's get into a song that a lot of people think is one of the more one of the more worster songs mm-hmm. on the album and okay. that's story of a lonely guy
0: oh my god this is like one of my least favorite See? on the record i, I know i uh, know but he's just
1: this is good okay, man go. this is a good song go. yeah. if, if you take out like the little intro this mm-hmm. is this is a fantastic song. And I think the intro is what gets people Yeah. is what makes it is what really puts people off is like the intro. But if you get past that intro, past like the first like 20 seconds or so, this is a fantastic song. It's he's so emotional on this one. Like that that feeling like it's raining outside. Yeah.
0: I like the lyrics like, a dude, lot.
1: That's so fucking heavy. That is so heavy. That is fantastic yeah. stuff. And it's and it's like this is one of those songs where you almost, you almost know he's talking about a person's in particular, like a specific person. For instance, is he talking about a girl that he likes at the grocery store, a cashier specifically? Because he talks about waiting in line and he's getting too nervous when he leaves the line. <laughs> like it's it's based so much in reality, but it's so overwhelming with emotion that he doesn't he doesn't even know what to do. And that's why the song it like just it. it it wanes. It goes back and forth and it's so weird. And then at like the two thirty mark time stamped, that that like oh my God, it is so perfect there. And it goes into that one two mm-hmm. that like um
0: oh, and then it goes to the la da 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 da
1: la da 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 I'm telling you, man. Take out, take out like the first twenty, twenty-five seconds, and then this is a, this is a, per, this is a perfect song.
0: Push it out, fake a smile. It's, it's the intro part
1: and then the push it out part. Because the push it out, I mean, no matter. I, I think it was intentional. There's no way you can say the words "push it out" and not think about poop.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's him pooping 100. percent. So clearly,
1: it's intentional. And so I take out the intro because I, I, the intro I could do without. But damn, the song is a f- damn fine song. It's a deep cut, even though it's like the third or fourth song. Yeah,
0: but I, what I have never really liked about it, I just don't like the the clean guitar part. I just, I I guess it is the intro. The, the intro is just such a turnoff, and it just ruins the entire vibe of the song. But the, the, lyrically, I think it's, I think it's it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty not deep song for him, but it's a very, uh, he's just putting it kind of like, kind of all out there, like how. You it's know, a vulnerable song, right? Yeah, it's, I feel like I've used that word a lot, so I'm trying to avoid using it. Use it more. again.
1: Word of the day, baby. I guess it
0: is. It's the word of the pod. We're like Sesame Street. Oh, you God. learned stuff. <laughs> no. All right, here's a little bit of a- Play that at 2.30. Play that, start it at 2.30? Yeah. Okay, here we go, here we go. I'll start it right before. So here's a, uh, here's, uh, oops. story oops. of a lonely guy. All right, before before we continue on, kind of with the song, the the Daz part, we we got to play wishing well now.
1: No, we, we got to do it. Don't we got? Don't we gotta, ruin this song. I'm not ruining it. So we just, stupid. We,
0: people got to know what what we're talking about. So here's wishing oh. well. How can you not like wishing well? Dude, How can you not like Story of a Lonely Guy? Dude, Wishing Well is so much better than Story of a Lonely Guy. Why?
1: How why do you I see again I without the intro, because I think people are blinded. Stop playing the fucking song. <laughs> it's not even the album of the week. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
0: your stupid voice in the
1: background
0: (laughs) oh i love this song so much it's a great song such
1: a butthole i mean the
0: the The lot of does the lot of does aren't really that much similar they're not really that similar to to story of a lonely guy
1: how do you not like that at least that breakdown that bridge of story of a lonely guy that is
0: a perfect blink bridge That is a pbb i don't like the i don't like that clean guitar It's that clean guitar I don't like. But it
1: serves a purpose. It serves a purpose for you to think like, oh, this is kind of boring. And then it comes in super, super hard. Uh, And then it goes into the clean part again. And then it comes in super hard. And then it goes clean. And then you think it's going to come in super hard again. But it holds off just a little bit. It holds off. And then Travis comes in with the one, two. And then just goes right into the classic blink of of one person sings and the other person does na na -na (laughs) na's.
0: I don't know, man. I just. Damn. There's just something about it I can't. I do can't you do even it. like Blink? Like, is, do you even know who this band is? I do. Have you heard of this band before? That's why I like Neighborhood so much. I don't. I I think <laughs> I,
1: I think you've lost your mind. I think you have lost your fucking mind. I think you have no idea where you are even at right now. You have like oh. Alzheimer's and and everything combined right now because maybe
0: a little maybe bit you have lost your mind. Maybe a little bit, but you never know. You never know that part.
1: That part that I had you play that. That bridge part? That is yeah. my second favorite part of the album. No,
0: God, dude. You are out of your of fucking mind. the album. You're out O-T-A. of your fucking mind. They should have... They, the song She's Out of Her Mind should have been about you. This is, this is... No.
1: I'm in love with this guy who does a podcast and he's out of his mind. Whoa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's <was laughs> about <awful>. it. <laughs>
1: What what's your what's your second what's your second favorite song? That's not my second favorite song. I just I think that's a very underappreciated song.
0: Well I already know what your second favorite song is because we already talked about it, you knucklehead. Oh yeah. Uh, my second favorite song is uh, online songs. So we already talked oh about my that God, one. Fucking <laughs> <butt wipe. laughs> oh shit. What's your dude story of okay, so I have like eleven bangers. And uh story of a lonely guy did not even make my eleven bangers um it's the way she goes, boys.
1: What uh, what else did it make your your banger list? Uh, let's
0: see. I'll I'll go through my because there's no there's no um, uh, stinkers. So my non bangers are Anthem Part Two, First Date, Happy Holidays, You Bastard, Story of a Lonely Guy, Stay right. Together for the Kids. Uh, let's see. How the hell? And then there's another non banger. Is Mother's Day fuck a dog and when you fuck grandpa. <laughs> Everything else is a banger, like a oh, you're certified so dumb. banger. All the all the banger.
1: all the Mark bonus songs, all the joke songs. You don't like?
0: They're all. I mean, I like they're them. All bad? I you like them, them, but you they're just not said they're bangers. bad. You said they're terrible. Well, I never said that. You're just putting words in my mouth. You just you're so you just cool. said they're terrible. No,
1: I didn't. All right, let's go. Let's go back up. Anthem part two. I that one's fine. I like it. It's it's a cool transition. Again, like I said, from from enema. I always have this weird thing with this because I got a ticket while listening to this song one time a long time ago. So I always have like this weird nostalgia that always brings up like negative emotions for me. So I, I could do without it because of that. But if I shuffle the album, I can listen to it just fine. Okay. But it's only when I just start I, I don't like putting it on first. <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> but first day, I you know like first date. I know I like it, but it's not a banger for me. You said it's terrible. I never said that, and I will never say that.
1: This it has an incredibly strong chorus that has like two pretty different parts, like a broken part and a super catchy part. <laughs> kind of like someone who's struggling while they're on a first date, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, okay, so so you just brought up we we might as well talk about these two videos, the first date in oh, Russia. Video is so good. Well, well, okay, so we have to talk about the two songs first.
1: Both videos are so damn good.
0: I'm sorry. Let, let, let's talk about the songs first. So. <laughs> So first date, okay. So, I'm sorry. Let let me rewind this a little bit. Rick DeVoe, as far as I know, Rick DeVoe, their manager, went into the studio and you know listened through like most of the songs and said, "There's nothing on here that's like super poppy or anything like that." You guys had got to come up with like a radio friendly song. So they were pissed off about it. So Mark went and wrote "Rock Show" within like ten minutes. He wrote that that song for the most part in ten minutes, and then right after he came. Back with that song, Tom went and wrote first date, and that's why we have those the, those two songs. are first thought, best thought, which can be a good idea sometimes, but then Feldy, as we know, takes that idea and runs with it like marathons with that, <laughs> with that idea. And it's it, for the most part, it's really terrible when Feldy does it. But in this case, it worked. <laughs> that's true. In this case, it worked, and so that's why we that's how we get first date and rock show, arguably the two poppiest songs on this record. Like you just can't deny that they are. And uh, yeah, and I guess that that leads us into the video. So we already kind of briefly talked about the rock show video where they were given five hundred thousand dollars in cash to go sp- for for uh, as a budget for the music video, and they just wasted it. They they just gave it to. They just were just <laughs> they wasted it. Well, I wouldn't say they wasted it, but they just like they just spent it on things that n- people they, wouldn't normally spend on music videos.
1: Given given like the music video is is semi truthful. They they spent it on things that they thought would piss off the record label, okay. and it ended up being like a classic video. Like, it, it's 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 a fantastic video where they spent money on, they just straight up gave homeless people hundreds of dollars, they, they bought a car to destroy, they thought that they were wasting it, but in kind of doing so, it became like iconic in itself. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I'm sure they thought it was super punk and edgy, and... I'm sure at first glance, the record labels, I hope, were, were shitting their
0: pants when they saw that. Do you know what part I really like is when they buy the box of doves and then they release all the doves?
1: For no reason. <laughs> For no reason. And then, Because who doesn't
0: want to do that? And then Mark and Tom like hug each other after they release the doves. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the video. It's so good.
1: But first, it's a good song. First date's cool. It's 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 fun. It's cute and like Travis when he goes like ts, tss, to pick you up on our very first date. Tss, tss. Those yeah, little really high hat nice. hits. Oh, was yeah. so good. And then some of my some of my favorite parts are Travis on this album too. A lot of my favorite parts. Yeah, I a lot say. of a
0: lot of parts are really good. And I I think tra- this is probably my favorite Travis drum song, is first date because it's so much fun to to think you know how to air drum it, yeah. <laughs> and just the the the. Lead the Da, 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 oh, tick, it's so tick, good. like <laughs> you're like
1: you're right. You think you can air drum. Like let's honest. Let's go. Where he's like the two two two. you my like, god. Tick, 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 and then the drill drum rolls. You think you can do it? <laughs> yeah, but, but you, you can't. Can. It's, it's too
0: hard. It's funny because like when, when I when I first started hanging out with uh, with our with friend of the pod Mike who played in our band. Uh, Mike's a killer drummer, but when I first met him, I, it was like junior year of high school, and I'd go over to his house and we would just like hang out and talk about Blink and listen to Blink. But he had this like, he had his drum kit in his room and he would just play that fill or play that part of that song over and over and over again. I probably heard him play that, that part a Did thousand Did he play it times. well? Yeah, he played it well. Every, he played it perfect every oh, fucking time. Nice. Mike, was, Mike is a sick drummer. I, I mean, I don't know how often yeah. he plays anymore, but. You know when we we used to play with him, he was a sick fucking drummer. But yeah, just he fucking loved that part. I mean, Travis was his favorite drummer. Yeah, (laughs) I mean without a doubt, everything like how he set up his kit was like was like Travis, but not as like annoying, I guess you could say. But just he just loved Travis. It was it was so funny, dude. Mike is Mike is a character. He's a fucking character. He has he has like way more personality than Travis will ever have in his entire life.
1: Oh, okay. yes. As a high schooler, <laughs> yeah, he had more personality yeah. than Travis did.
0: <laughs> oh, poor guy, man. Yeah. Dun, dun, but anyway. Uh, yeah, First Date, man. It's a great song. I mean, this song was written about, it was Tom writing a love song about his, his girlfriend, soon-to-be wife, Jennifer. and um,
1: Soon-to-be wife slash soon-to-be <laughs>
0: ex-wife oh, there you go yeah it's, it's true they're it. not together anymore uh but yeah so uh it, it's it's a fun song and but the video is what makes it the video is one of my favorite music videos ever it's so perfectly well done like shot and the costumes are so dumb and kind of hearing the story of how, it was
1: that good but
0: i think it's their best video for sure it's their best video Ooh. name a better video name a dud name a dud you can't name a dud. I, a dud? Yeah, you can't name a dud. They got a lot of duds. I know, I'm kidding. But this is the uh, this is this is the best video they have. First date. For sure. And they, they kinda like did this on a whim. They 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 were on tour and they were they had like a day off at a water park in Canada and they decided to just buy these stupid costumes and record the video right there, on tour. That's what they did. Fantastic. Great job, <laughs> guys. Great job.
1: Good on them done for good. doing fun stuff.
0: I mean, and honestly, if you've been into like punk music in the last 20 years or pop punk or anything like that, you've had to have seen this video.
1: Oh, and some of the guys from Newfound Glory are in it too.
0: Or where are they at?
1: Uh, I think Chad and Jordan are in it.
0: Are they at the water park scene or are they, are they at the scene like in the van when the girl falls off the bike?
1: You just got to watch it, bro. I don't,
0: I don't know what part I thought, it is. I thought you were ahead. I think those can be the only parts, right? Outside of the performance part? I don't know. Regardless, great song, great video, iconic video.
1: Regardless or irregardless? Oh, I don't know. I'm not I good with it either. I just like to say things like that.
0: I'm not good with the English language. To make,
1: to make people think that, I, that I'm pontificating
0: that you're, something. That you're smarter than you actually are?
1: Yeah. I'm actually... No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't you funny you got say. nothing, yeah.
0: What, what what else do you want to talk about besides first aid and rock show? Was there there was did you like did you say
1: Happy Holidays, you bastard? Was a was a stinker or did you not say? Well, that? it's
0: not a stinker, but it's not a banger either. Uh, that's a good one though. That's such a good song. I don't know. I don't feel like the the joke songs for the most, except for yeah, the joke songs for the most part haven't really aged super well with me, but they're still good. I think except for um, fuck a dog. That was the only one that. That's still funny to me, but it's only because of the end of the song, and because Tom is so obnoxious on it, he's so, so annoying
1: so I think holiday Happy Holidays You bastard is a good bridge between an actual song and a joke song, and I think that was this is the song that inspired California to be so dumb,
0: yeah, it did
1: and and they tried to recapture this because like this was this was still funny, but it's still kind of based like in reality from these guys at this point in their in their 20s which i mean again also in the grand scheme of things like everyone else can relate to this it's just just like being really upset at something mundane or something stupid that you shouldn't be this upset about Mm -hmm. and then after you've cooled down you realize how dumb it was for you to be that upset and like that's what happy holidays you bastard like kind of comes from just wrapping presents and being super fucking angry about it but it's a good song. Like Travis is so tight. He is.
0: Yeah, me- he is so fucking tight. Yeah, musically I think it it's pretty damn solid, but it's just the lyrics sometimes are just
1: And he says my grandpa just ate, my grandpa just ate seven fucking hot dogs. Like the his pacing of speech there. Is so, I can't even say without like laughing every time I try and to he sing shit, it. Shit 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 his pants. He's always fucking
0: shit in his pants. He's so mad <laughs> for no reason. It's like everything that that makes him mad in life at that very moment just is released in that song. It's it's pretty damn good. It's pretty damn funny. It's just this is
1: this is like a a uh, an album version of our pod rants. Like whenever we just get pissed and we rant about something, <laughs> this is them ranting but just done to music
0: and done in like a minute and a half or less. <laughs> yeah, rather than an hour and a half. <laughs> and yeah, the other one you didn't like? Uh, st- stay together for the kids. I I've never really that song's never really connected with me. Musically, I mean lyrically I I like what what they do lyrically there, but musically I think the the going from the low to the high or the the quiet I'm sorry, the quiet to the loud it's too I just I don't know. I I need something there to transition to the loud just downstrokes of that guitar. I just So it's not mean, obviously bad. like
1: you 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 can recognize like the importance of this and and the feeling behind it but yeah. i mean i agree this is my if i had to pick like a least favorite song this might be it yeah but i can like we i we can still understand that this this is a very i don't know it's a, it's like it's like dynamite it just it goes off and it just, it goes crazy and and i think it's it's interesting because both mark and tom have both kind of come from that that Look broken home yeah. type of thing. And, and this one, I mean, one of my favorite lines is in this one when he says, what stupid poem could fix his home? I then read I read it every day. day. Yeah, Like, dude, just like thinking from the perspective of a kid or anybody who has thought mm-hmm. that things that are not his fault or their fault is actually their fault. And so like going through divorce, you know, that big thing is like, what about the kids? The kids are going to think it's their fault. And it's like, well, what about anything? Like, like people dying in your life. Like you always have that kind of guilt, that survivor guilt or whatever guilt it is. Yeah. And that's, that's what this kind of boils down to. And I think something so dumb is, is, is just wanting to read a poem in like the, the child mindset, wanting to read a poem to fix like their parents' problems is so, it's so sad. Yeah, it <laughs> It's is. so fucking sad. It really Laughable is. how sad it is. It's so, it's, it's so depressing and it's so sad and it's coming off a rock show. Coming off a rock show where, like, everybody everybody knows rock show. And everybody, whenever this came out, that summer, it was just so tr- strategically released yeah. just as summer was kicking off, right? <laughs> and so, totally like, everybody, everybody at this point could have put rock show as their anthem for the summer. Just, like, build you up. Build mm. you up so high just to tear you down with Stay Together for the kids. And, like, the verses and the chorus, they play in each other in such... Such like an emotional way as a child being sad one minute, then angry the next minute, all while wondering if it's their fault. Kind of going into that, that concept. It's 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 sad stuff from a bunch of guys who don't really write complex or deep or emotional things. Who
0: aren't usually that vulnerable. Did I, yeah. I, I fucked up how I said that. I cannot say that word anymore. But you know, you, like I said, with this song, it... it musically it's what i don't really like about it it's the that sudden jump to the heaviness which can be done well but i felt like in this song it just i don't feel like they did it super well but then you you throw it back to adam's song where it the song is just as depressing but the way they that they build up into the chorus and they they kind of transition out of that back into the verses it's very very well done but this is just too it's too like copy paste forced yeah forced to copy paste but i love Cheesy. the message i love the message and i i like the lyrics a lot but the music is really what what takes me out of it i really just i cannot get in it's hard for me to get into the music but it's fun to it's fun to sing the chorus i love singing the chorus because he just like it's it's tom yell he, he when tom yells it's fun to fun to yell it back
1: Dude, but then when Mark starts talking, like some of this, like the wordplay that Mark uses, where he says that he's ripe with words, he's ripe with things to say, but the words just rot and oh, fall away. Oh, that's a, that's that's, great. that's solid stuff.
0: That is some good. That's plus forty-four good stuff. What right happened? There. What happened to Mark? That man? is so. What good? happened to Mark? Wow. Uh, God damn! It's not right, as, as they would say in the <laughs> outro. <laughs>
1: that's not
2: right. <laughs>
0: And then you okay, so you put this song in between the rock show and between Reckless Abandoned, You know, two you know, one very, very poppy Mark song and one very, very poppy Roller Coaster. Oh is it roller coaster? Oh I'm sorry, yeah. I fucked that one. But up. I mean But roller coaster same is thing. still, yeah. But lyrically, roller coaster is, is is kind of a negative lyrically it's it's kind of like on the negative side because it's talking about like a toxic relationship and Kind of the ups and downs of that, and it's not like the most upbeat song, like "Reckless Abandon" is. But
1: I mean, "Reckless Abandon" is just is just a straight up summer anthem, much like for, or much like "Rock Show" is. Mm-hmm. But "Roller Coaster," I mean, who, even now as grown as adults, who can't relate to like a roller coaster of a relationship that you're in that you've been in? Like everybody's been in one, and every relationship is a roller coaster. Yeah. And again, maybe I'm reading things. Maybe I'm reading more into things that aren't there. But, dude, like this is not something exclusive to adolescent teenagers. This is something for everybody. But see, people that people that are retired can be in roller coaster relationships.
0: But I mean, I I see, I see with roller coaster, like it could be taken that way. Like it can be the ups and downs of relationship. But then you know, kind of reading more into how what Mark was thinking when he wrote this song he was talking or he wrote it from the perspective of like being in high school or being fairly young in high school and being in a relationship with somebody and you guys aren't supposed to be together. Like it's not like probably because of her parents, like you're not supposed to, she's not supposed to have a boyfriend. So you guys sneak around, you guys sneak out of the house and, and stuff like that. And I kind of like, cause I, I never really made that association with this song. And this song really, like, explained my my high school years with my girlfriend in high school because her parents did not like me at all, strictly because I was a guy. You see it? Well, I mean, yeah. I'll, one, because I'm a complete idiot, I know. But two, was mainly because I was a dude. And so her and I would always have to sneak around. And we were, like, her and I would sneak out of the house a lot, a lot. Uh, in the middle of the night. And one time I actually got caught, and that was a big shit show. And so like I reading where he was at perspective wise when he wrote the lyrics, it it completely it completely went along with how I was in high school or the early parts of my high school with my, my girlfriend at the time. So I, See, I very like very to, much related to that to that part of it.
1: I would like to think that Mark writes songs and and poses them as walls to mask his true emotional vulnerability. And I think, mm-hmm. like this roller coaster, I think is not like a you know. Like, Mark's an idiot this time. He didn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I know Mark. Mark <laughs> don't know Mark. I know Mark. You know Mark. And so I, I think he put up this wall to, to, to lead us to believe that this was about a girl, but in reality, this is this is him and Tom. Like it's their roller coaster relationship that they've had since they've become famous, mm-hmm. since they they've made it so to speak, since they've gotten big. The difference in like opinions the difference in like writing and everything like that this is i i think i think mark is just he's so afraid of being hurt that even like subconsciously even like today like he he just he does things like his body has these like fight or flight mechanisms and it's always it's always flight <laughs> right not, not to say it's a bad yeah, thing yeah. it's just I mean, if if it's fight or flight against a fucking lion, I'm gonna flight. I'm not gonna fight a fucking lion.
0: And I, I always think chosen flight. And yeah, but but I, I I see where you're coming from. Like there there could be a lot of hidden messages here.
1: Because he was almost thirty when this came yeah. out. Mark's older than Tom. Don't forget, he's older. That's right. Yeah, I think, right, yeah. think he's like
0: two years older or something. Yeah, he's like almost three years older. Yeah, so he he's had a little bit more experience in life. But you know, it's just maybe he he is he was you know, more in tune with himself at this time. I don't know. Or we're just looking far, looking way too far into this stuff, but into the rabbit hole into yeah. that fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. But I, I don't know. The roller coaster is an interesting one because you can take it at face value f- and what he said, but then, yeah, like you said, it could be a metaphor for him and Tom or just like current relationships. Like, I don't, I don't know. It, it can go many I different th- ways. I just
1: don't think that he is in tune with himself at the time or even today to allow himself to to write a song. I think the only song he's ever written that was like like straight up about Tom was like, No, it isn't.
2: Oh yeah. Great song.
1: And like even then, like even then he had never really come out he never really came out and was like, Yes, this is about Tom, like straight up here's how I feel. It was just like yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what it's about. And like that was it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's he, true You know that's what I mean Like his,
1: he's never like Talked about The biggest breakup Of his life <laughs> And I think Oh man I, I think like That's what we need That's what we As nine Radio
0: That's what we need Is we need Mark To talk about his feelings Feelings We need to have Mark On the pod uh, In a very um, Very intimate Fashion And we need to get To the <laughs> To the The real epicenter of how he feels Because we need to We need to judge him We need to get
1: drunk Have Mark on the pod And then all cry (laughs) About how much we miss Tom All three of us (laughs) in Different capacities
0: Oh god It would be like a 10 hour podcast right there All talking about how much We we love Tom Ah shit I'd probably talk the most though Out of the three of us About Tom I I I
1: think you and Mark Would fight about who loves Tom more
0: Probably Probably uh, (laughs) Yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. anyway, fuck, man. Let's move on to a Tom song. Let's get back into Tom. I'm, I miss Tom. We, we haven't talked about him in a while. <sighs> <sighs> we we could do Reckless uh, Abandon. Are we just going like song by song or, or whatever? I mean, th- this, this album's same? too good. This yeah. album's too good. So We so, only really so, got like four left plus the bonus ones. So. Yeah. So, Reckless Abandon, this is, this is actually my fifth banger off this one. And when I'm looking through the lyrics, I never really realized, but there are a lot of words a lot of lyrics in this song and I know every single one of them and I can't tell you how many times I've listened to the song over and over and over again I I love the lyrics I love the uh, for the lack of a better better phrase the reckless abandon of it it's just it's so damn true I I love this song so much musically lyrically I love it it's so innocent and so childish and naive and what do you got on? I think it's
1: I think it's funny. Well, one thing because I mean, I even the I, I listen to a lot of Blink. I guess mm-hmm. it's been my top like artist of the decade. So I I shouldn't say I don't listen. I do listen to a lot of Blink, but mm-hmm. it's interesting how we know the lyrics to every song on almost like every Blink album.
0: It, yeah, except for California Nine, but yeah, uh, uh,
1: Nine I Nine, I listen to Nine a lot.
2: Oh, you're so dumb.
1: But. It's, it, it's also interesting to note that Anthem Part 2 is like this, uh, this ode to kids. Like, why can't you take it seriously? Why can't you take teenagers seriously? Why can't you involve us in the political process or adult mm-hmm. things? And then he writes a song like Reckless Abandon, which is like, hey, Summer's here. I'm going to tear shit up. It's
0: what <laughs> kids do. So get over <laughs> it. <laughs> like, hey, What are you doing, dude? It, it completely <laughs> contradicts ev- everything he says in that song. <laughs>
1: This yeah. is why nobody takes you seriously. No life so you're experience. You're fucking chicken in a parking lot. <laughs> and then feed the dog brownie drugs and, and fucking, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, it, I mean, I'd love, don't get me wrong, I love the lyrics, but they are silly. Silly as hell, but yeah, you can just feel that, that kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe it's because how our own personal experiences when this album came out, but it's just, it very much, is about our our adolescence our youth when we were in high school i mean we can relate to a lot of the stuff in on this on this song and what he says like the partying and even though like we didn't really we weren't like drinking and stuff in high school but we could still relate to the hanging out with people and and that kind of stuff and being just stupid and just doing dumb things it's just that's kind of what we did yeah i, I, I feel, feel like, like we can I all kind like of relate we did to this one
1: we did more dumb things that did not involve alcohol than oh, yeah. I feel most people would. Like we've done more things that should have gotten us arrested or thrown in jail mm-hmm. than if we just drink alcohol would.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're totally right. I think it's because <laughs> we did not have alcohol, so we had nothing else to take up our time with.
1: Like a lot of vandalism.
0: Yeah, or tre- it was that and like trespassing. A lot of trespassing too. Yeah. <laughs> and you know if if we'd been into like drinking we would have spent you know hours upon hours just, just trying to get alcohol and then spending hours drinking alcohol but then just passing out you know but instead we we were trying to come up with ways to fuck with people and ways to just dumb ideas like we had a lot of dumb ideas well, i mean a lot we were thinking of dumb big
1: in like cky and jackass too so that was a
0: yeah but we weren't like man is was like a
1: turning point of a generation
0: yeah but th- but the difference between our group of friends and a lot of other groups that we knew was were that we didn't f- technically like fuck with other people like we we kind of did things within our own group that made us laugh but we never like pranked people you know what i mean we didn't like harass people to to an extent unless well, they, like really the trash cannings
1: it. the the bb guns in the windows the I mean,
0: well, that, but, but the BB gun <laughs> in the window, that was more to like, that wasn't like a targeted thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't, we weren't targeting anybody with a window because I know what you're talking about. But, were you there for I the think, train like,
1: overpass? Like, like we used to, dump, oh, with the, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Monitors yeah, yeah. on yeah, trains. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We probably should talk about that. But no, <laughs> yeah, we were there. And then remember the, they came by and we ran and we hit. We have, yeah, I, I was there for that. And we lost Ryan. Remember that? We didn't lose. Oh, we it. got really Ryan knew, Ryan knew the area, and he ditched us. That's true. He did ditch us. Yeah, yeah. but see, in the end, we weren't like targeting specific people. We weren't p- trying to prank people. We were just trying to. I don't know. It was it Want was a different kind of like destruction, fun. baby. It was yeah. A lot of it was destruction. Should I play a little bit of Reckless Abandon? What do you What do you think? Should we move on?
1: I think the intro. I think the intro is really good. The intro reminds me a lot of um. Uh, of the latter part in Anthem part one i guess is like oh, okay. the.
0: yeah he does have that that at this time he had that very different way thing. of playing guitar but he had this very different way of playing guitar it was i can't even explain it it
1: was it was just playing the chords and then overlaying like the single note for whatever note he whatever chord note he was playing
0: yeah i guess that's the best way of putting it all right well here's uh here's reckless abandon we left a uh, scar size extra large I love that line
1: team like a vertigo that's
0: a good part too oh what a great song I love it also like
1: the, the whole like fuck the chick in a parking lot is that, I like that part because I've always liked to just say like fucking in the like, fuck really loud <laughs> <and> really aggressively
0: <laughs> so childish I love it
1: yeah it's a good song
0: all right. What, what do you want to move on to next? Uh, uh I mean we only got we got Shut
1: Up Please Take Me Home and then the bonus tracks. The bonus tracks, I my favorite of the bonus tracks is Don't Tell Me It's Over. Okay. I, I think it's the best bonus track. It's fast, strong melody, and I think it's the only one that could actually fit on the album itself.
0: Uh eh, maybe. Well, so what can What were wrong? Time to what Break wrong Up. Is
1: fine. Time to break up is I think is a second one. Mm-hmm. The riffage for sure fits right in with this album. Like that is what this album has been based off of—is that type of riffage. But the melody's is not as strong. Uh, it's just not. It's not quite there. See, I don't know. I'm, wrongs I'm, fine, I'm, but it's it's acoustic and it doesn't fit. Don't want it.
0: Hmm. Okay. Don't tell me it's over. I mean, I love that song, but that's my eleventh banger on this. On this, out of all the of the fuck it. out of was my twenty-seventh <laughs> banger, fucking guy, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs>
0: oh man do we want okay so because I, I do want to i do want to play some of the the uh the bonus songs for sure
1: what is what
0: is your favorite bonus song my favorite bonus song is what went wrong i, I mean that that's my that's my third what? banger so so my top three that's songs your third off banger this, yeah my top three songs off this are every time i look for you online songs and what Went that's
1: Wrong." that's not even a good tom song
0: oh dude are you kidding me Okay. Wow, okay.
1: okay. your ear you must have fucking got run over by a truck today. I don't know.
0: I, I don't think. I don't think we listen to the same song, Jeff. Because was there a lot of traffic
1: today in Anaheim? <laughs> no. They're... Are you guys still out in the streets, like putting pennies on the train tracks, and that's how we get run over? No. Not. What the no. hell happened?
0: I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a bit of what went wrong, and then we, we can all understand why this is the the number three banger on this entire record. So here we go by Blink. what an emotional song. What an Isn't it emotional funny how, song?
1: how you can, if, if you just think that every single song that Blink-182 has ever wrote, if it's a Mark song, it's about Tom. If it's a Tom song, it's about Mark. <laughs> yeah. And this is a song that could actually be about Mark.
0: It could be. But I mean, no, this was too far into it to where I feel like Tom hadn't started writing songs about Mark I just, I, I don't see it. I, I could see Mark being very emotional about it, but trying to keep it hidden. So I, I, I don't was, think so. Tom was,
1: Tom was, Tom, Thomas, Tom, Tom was, Tom was, Tom was. Tom knew that Mark
0: was Mark before
1: Mark knew Mark was Mark. So Tom knew, Tom knew who Mark was and didn't care until later on, until like boxcar racer, until he realized, holy shit, I really hurt this dude's feelings. That's yeah. when Tom realized who Mark was. Mark's always Yeah I mean Mark still doesn't fucking know who Mark is, but but Tom but Tom does the same thing. Tom writes songs that I I don't know, man. I think I think Tom is afraid to admit that he also needs Mark and he he does all these out he, he does all these extra quirks to try and like prove to himself that he can do it and I'm sure he has these passions and he has all these other things, but on his deathbed, if they said, Hey, what like what's your one regret? It's gonna be Mark. It's going to be Mark, bro. It's going to be Mark.
0: <laughs> or is it that he couldn't find disclosure when it comes to UFOs?
1: No, no. I don't think he gives a <laughs> fuck about that. I think, I think he is grounded. <laughs> I, think, I think as much as Tom really wants to find the truth, he is grounded in reality and his own personal well-being. I mean, like the number one like the rule of humans is self-preservation, and, and Tom is no different. Mm-hmm. We're all the same. Yeah. and I think, I think deathbed Tom is going to say his regret is Mark is 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 not is not being there and 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 being
0: petty yeah maybe And man that but that
1: I, reunion is going to be so so sweet
0: i guess if we're looking at this in a non you know tom mark way if we're looking at it just at face value i i still think even then the song is a very it's a very good breakup song I, I i like the lyrics a lot because it, it's very relatable it's you know we, you break up with somebody that you've spent so much time with that you've invested, you know, so much, so many interests or you've had so many common interests with. And then after you break up, you try to forget the person, but you, you, you listen to certain songs or watch a certain TV show or movie, and you're reminded of that person. And it just hurts to watch that. Like you, you can no longer do that, that same thing without thinking of the, the person you broke up with. And, it's hard to move on from that. And I think everybody's been, a, been in that situation at some point.
1: But again, that transcends like teenage adolescence. That still comes into well, yeah, no, the ladder in life of death and, yeah. and friendships that you have as an adult that, that leave and, mm-hmm. and hurt you and divorce. And early in the, in the album on, on, the, on the stinker, on one of your five, 15 stinkers you had on Stay Together for the Kids, <laughs> where Tom mentions 20 years now gone... Or as a child, your parents have been together for 20 years and they decide they want to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. And as a child, you think like, wow, you just wasted 20 years of your life. And it's like, well, no. They probably had like 18 great years and then maybe one bad year and then like one year that was horrible. Mm-hmm. So they didn't like waste those years. But as a child, that's how you feel. Or as somebody on the outside looking in, that's how you feel. And that's 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 also how you feel about relationships. And that's how we grow as people it starts off as – as as i broke up with my my significant other no one else feels the way i do and then it, you grow up and grow up and grow up and then you realize that everybody feels the way i do but i still feel shitty i still feel the way i did when i broke up with my girlfriend when i was 16 i still feel that terrible but at least i know now because you're older and you're wiser that i'm not the only person that feels like this
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's why this album transcends those generational gaps those generational <laughs> divides
0: Oh no, that's a bad song. That's a bad <laughs> song. That's a bad word.
1: Could you nothing but puns from Blink in this podcast. Nothing but Blink puns. Nothing but PBs, baby. Nothing but PBs.
0: But I can, I can. You can honestly see where so many people in junior high, high school, they they can latch onto these lyrics and just they can. They can really relate to a lot of what they were saying, but then I understand what you're saying, too, where this can transcend multiple generations to an extent.
1: But they do, and that's what Tom and Mark don't even understand. That's what they don't even understand. (laughs) They don't get how they have not just written lyrics and written songs for teenagers, but they've written songs for everybody. Mm -hmm. Sing a song for everyone, John Fogerty would say. Shit. Man, they're just—they're—they're they're too good for their own—for the—for themselves. They—they they have no business being that good because you don't understand how good they are. I don't. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's not maybe. the best.
1: Piece. That's not—that's that, not the best bonus track. Don't tell me it's over is the best bonus track.
0: I mean, we might as well play "Don't Tell Me It's Over," right? Yeah. We, we've gotten to this point. Yeah. Where we've got to play it. So here it is. We got. Well, there's an ad because YouTube is the best ever. Yeah. So here's. <laughs> you're still telling hold
3: me hold so can't leave my room can't breathe, said she left me I will admit I hate those things I said girls always cry guys will never admit they did
0: There it is, Don't Tell Me It's Over, from Blink.
1: And the fact that he rhymes
0: honest with knowledge, come on. <laughs> come on. Only only Tom. Only Tom can on. do that. Knowledge, do that.
1: honest. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck how he does it. It sounds about Mark. Oh my God, <laughs> you're so annoying.
0: <laughs>
1: it is. Oh. It's, this is a back and forth of what the, 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 the layman, the, the muggle... Would assume it's about a boy versus girl, stereotypical roles. But no, it's about, he's saying boys and girls because he's he's too, he doesn't want to be vulnerable to admit that it's about Mark. He thinks one way, Mark thinks one way. And he knows that it's never going to change, and he's afraid of it. This song is about Mark. Oh, Boom, Jesus baby.
0: Christ. Is... <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. The, the, to me, this song is more about, you know, he's in denial when, when his girl breaks up with him. And then it's also kind of talking about like how the, the differences between how, I mean, uh, how he feels how a guy and a girl treat a relationship. So girls like to fight. Wait, what's the fucking line? Oh my God.
1: Girl thing is Yeah, girl.
0: Yeah, whatever that's. I thought line. that
1: too. I did think that too when I was 12. I thought that too. <laughs>
0: I did. Oh. I did. When you were 12, but now that you're 13, you think all of these songs <laughs> are fucking about Mark or Tom, depending on who's singing it. Yeah, okay, yes, that's cool. You're yeah. getting it. Yeah, I mean, and then Travis—that one Travis year—that one year, that one year just, makes a big difference in your maturity, I guess.
1: Travis is there, just planting himself in the music world, just making those royalties, making that money.
0: Oh my god. god. Also, it's Travis kinda, is the
1: real winner here.
0: He kind of is because if you think about it. He really had nothing to do with the songwriting on this record, but he was able to get a songwriting credit on every song on this record, which he did not do on Enema of the State because he was essentially hired on as a hired gun. He was essentially was a hired gun on Enema of the State, and Mark and Tom share all the songwriting credits on it.
1: That's why Enema at times sounds very disjointed, is because it sounds like Mark and, or Mark and Tom wrote a song and then sent it to Travis, who they've never met. In the context of that. And then he wrote just drum tracks over it. <laughs> and and that that's that's like one of my biggest complaints of this it. this the drums just don't match the music sometimes.
0: Oh, but this is your favorite blink record. Okay.
1: Because this the drums the in this bitch. one
0: match the music. Oh 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 you're talking about that's why enema didn't work well. Yeah, enema, enema okay, I don't okay. like Sorry, sorry it, sounds,
1: sorry. it sounds at times that drums don't match the music. Okay. Uh, okay this I, one for I sure the, that the drums match the music one hundred percent in this one. Okay. Okay.
0: Alright, should we talk about anything else? What do you want to do here? Do you want to wrap it we, up? we
1: we still got our top ten blink songs we can run through
0: real oh. quick. Well let's let, let let's rate let's rate this album first and then we'll do okay. our top ten blink. Sound, Sound good? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So so what are your final thoughts on Take Off Your Pants and Jacket? And out of our three point rating system where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're gonna continue to listen to, one is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero, uh your ears have been run over by a truck because it's that bad.
1: Like like your ears have permanently been
0: well, yeah, and I mean maybe yeah. that'll show as to why I give this, this album a particular rating. So what do you got? What are your final thoughts? In My
1: final thoughts are this is an important album in their in their discography and in their life. I think this is a turning point for them, not only as a band but as people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's I think it's very very important and it's it is just packed with bangers and I don't understand why I didn't rate this number one for so many pods and it, it, I'm embarrassed I'm disappointed in myself I'm I'm grossed out by it all but I think uh, I think you can really hear the difference in songwriting between Mark and Tom one again wanting to go back to the early simplicity days mark and the yeah. other wanting to move forward progress and do something different tom and again i don't want to say who is who is right and who is wrong it's just differences of can. opinions but you no, can but see not, no 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 i don't want to say who is right and who is wrong because a simple <laughs> conversation or a dialogue could have fixed it all and i think that's what they really suffered was with like that communication breakdown and well, that's a good that's, song. <laughs> that's what really that's what did blink under was was their inability to communicate with each other
2: mm. and damn i just
1: i just wish i just wish that it didn't i when you wish upon a star that's all i wish about is, is just, they just had that conversation <laughs> but uh you know this, this is a perfect three this is a fucking three out of three you're crazy if you think there's not a three out of a three <laughs> This is insane. This is a perfect album through and oh through. Oh my
0: god, you're unbelievable! I cannot even I the bonus believe. songs. Even, even
1: even the bonus songs are all perfect. They're all great.
0: Oh, I can't believe
1: you fucking gave this. I'm not used record. to
0: temptation.
1: <sighs>
0: I'm kicking.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: So here's your holiday. Oh, perfect song. Uh, no, it's not a perfect song. But well, you thought that was a stinker. That's fine. No, well, it wasn't a stinker at all. Okay. Final thoughts. I think this, uh, after this week, I I've realized like how much tension there actually was within the band during the recording of this record. And it, it really shows, especially toward the end of the record. And I really appreciate it. How, you know, you get there, there's there, it's this whole entire record is much more varied and it's just, there, there's a lot more going on than, than you initially think when you, on your first listen and i really more than really meets like, the eye more than meets the eye just like transformers even though transformers are kind of lame but yeah uh, so so yeah this is this is this is a great album i love it i have a lot of nostalgia toward it but my my um, my opinion on it has been uh, has been f- more favorable this week than than normally and i'm going to have to give this album i'm going to oh, have to God. give this album fucking perfect three man Woo! Dude, it,
1: it's it is i didn't hear i didn't hear anything you said up, up until right now i'm just a little three now it's <laughs> all coming back to me because I, I don't care what you say all i want to know is you giving me a perfect three and if you don't I'm argue
0: with it no about. it is it, it, it totally is and it's Damn. even more it's even more of a perfect th- perfect three than it was prior to this week really more into the is, lyrics do you think
1: that's because like summer or is that just because now we think at least I think that every song is about each other. Well,
0: no, I think that 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 would actually probably lessen the reason why I would even like oh. it. But but I think what it is is when when we initially did our run on this record a couple of years ago on the pod, well, we didn't give it a fair shake. I di- we didn't do as much research. We didn't we didn't really dive into it as much. It was more like you know, let's listen to the record once and then we'll just talk about it and then not really. I don't know. It it, it was different a couple of years ago when we were potting. But I yeah, feel like you know really thinking about the music and how it's structured and how it is lyrically and where they were at it's it gives it a different a different vibe and I don't know I, just, I feel differently about it, but I feel differently in a very positive way and I think it's it's better than 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 ever better than ever Oof. so i I love this record I, I think it is the perfect record for the summertime.
1: Damn, look at it, that. We both think this is Blink's best record. So that's cool.
2: That's yeah. good. That's no, good. I don't think it's Blink's best record. But So we can go into I our like top ten I feel this is, this is
0: a top three summer album of all time. So this would be number one, Bouncing Souls, How I Spent My Summer Vacation is number two. And number three is Cosmos Factory from CCR. Oh, damn, girl. Yeah. Those are like the three, the top three summer albums for me, at least. can damn, be me. a good album can't fuck with those those three records <sighs> let me sip my tea yeah so do you want to do you want to run through our top 10 real quick are we doing worstest worstest to bestest
1: yeah oh do my. you want to go one by one like we normally do yeah, or, or do you want to run through them uh, okay number 10 <laughs> what do you, you want to do
0: i don't know what do you want to do I, I i don't know what What do you want to do
1: i mean if we if we argue about this it can take another hour so we can just
0: well i guess we could just run
1: through it then well, do you want to go first? go Oh, first? you?
0: Go, I mean, you always go first. Teachers pick. Right? All right.
1: So, so number ten, mine is uh, th- now these these change dramatically from my normal top ten rankings mm. of Blink songs. Uh, number number ten, my tenth bestest, worstest, whatever. Number ten is Go. Really? Number nine. Oh. Even if she falls.
0: Oh, that number should be eight.
1: Higher. Number eight. Every time I look
0: for you, that definitely should have been higher. Okay.
1: Number seven, Dick Lips. Uh,
0: that uh, I don't know Okay <laughs> Okay no, Great song Number okay. six Number six
1: this. Uh,
0: that's still high That's still high for six But okay Number five uh-huh. When I was young That's solid That's really solid Okay Number four Man Overboard Okay I'll accept that I'll accept that And top three
1: oh, This one it. just crept into my top ten this week This has never been in my top ten mm-hmm. Number three is Pathetic Really? that's number two the okay never been in my top 10 number two is carousel and then what? obviously number one is online song but number two is carousel the buddha version
0: oh no that's just stupid That that's just that's not that's just you being dumb it it is the better
1: version it really is
0: that's just dumb
1: it is it is truthfully the better version
0: <laughs> but at least you put carousel in there That that's all that matters that it's that high. I'm surprised that that it did reach that high on your on your list. It's
1: it's it's. I mean, Karis has always been like top three t- or top five. It's. I mean, it's it's hard to deny that's not a great song. It really
0: is, and I'm surprised also that Pathetic never really broke your top ten. That's very surprising <sighs> as well.
1: Dick Lips Karis, or Dick Lips Carousel, and then Online Song and Man Overboard have always f- kind of like fought for the top three spots. Mm-hmm whereas man overboard used to like for the longest time would always be my favorite song.
0: Yeah, that was. I yeah, so used this, to love that one. I mean, I it's, it's interesting
1: know. to know. It's intri- it's interesting to know that pathetic when I was young and then uh, even
0: If she falls have crept into my my top 10. When I was young is a true shock to your top 10. Truly a shock. But it's it's a it's 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 a it's a it's a double it. b it's a beyond banger. I can't believe when I was I mean that that's a dog song that's dogs eating dogs. It's the dog only song. good song from that EP. I mean, come I, on. What's also really shocking is that <laughs> two of these songs are post you know return know. a blink. That's, that's shocking. It's okay, so the
1: worst day, on day.
0: day
1: of my life. I think that chorus just comes in way too hard. It doesn't even know how hard it comes in. It's, just, it's silly. <laughs> it's,
0: what a fucking It doesn't at hurt at them all. much. Okay. You're, all right, what do you got? Are you ready for, for my my 10? Yeah, right. it's going
1: to be all Tom songs. Buckle up. Buckle <laughs> up, bud. Buckle Here up. Here we go.
0: I, I think you'll be surprised with some of these because I'm 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 I was not going to be surprised too. at all. Okay.
1: Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you're going to be so mad at some of these. Okay. My number 10 is Man Overboard. Man Overboard is my number 10. It almost didn't even make my top 10. I don't know how that's even possible. Yeah. Okay. It almost didn't make my top 10. Uh, dumb, number number right. nine is Windy Clear. So there you go. Mm. Two Mark songs right there.
1: Weird. I but fucking okay. love I, Wendy I, Clear. Th- you're just pandering to that demographic, but that's fine. I
0: fucking love Windy Clear. Why, how, it's, pandering it's okay. to what demographic?
1: In the enema demo the 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 the, oh my the, God. the last part of the people that's old school Blink, like old Blink heads enema is like that's it. Like Dude. that was the last chance think, Blink had. I and think that's you need to okay, so that's after, a deep after, cut off after, off enema and that's it.
0: After we're done recording <coughs> this is what I need you to <coughs> do I need, <coughs> I need you to to go listen to Wendy Cleave ten more times. And then report back can't to me, be please. Fucking
1: homework! Not doing fucking homework.
0: Well, you need to you need to do that and report back, please, uh, by tomorrow morning. And also the organ part of that. Oh my god, dude! It's I it's, don't know
1: why, what is your obsession with this stupid I know fucking what, organ. I cannot. That you explain barely it. hear for one little part. I, I can't.
0: Who explain. cares? Oh, and you know, I forgot to mention when we were talking about what went wrong—the clarinet and what went wrong, dude. That was like one of the best parts of that song. But Ooh. anyway, but anyway, yeah. back to my yeah. list. So so number eight, <laughs> number eight is left alone. Are you serious? I fucking love that song. I'm sorry. You're d- you're dumb. That, left uh, you're alone. You're, you're, you've <laughs> lost.
1: You're, you've lost all credibility. You're just. <laughs> we'll, we'll just stop it here.
2: Play the natural music because because like
1: literally you're ranking your ranking garbage. <laughs> r equals g Wrinkle, rank wrinkles <laughs> rankings <laughs> equal garbage <laughs> fucking
0: left alone dude left alone yeah that's my number eight that's arguably a bottom five two song you're i don't this is another. this is another time where you're gonna have to list you go tonight after you're done with your windy clear homework I need you to so go I, listen to Left Alone 10 more times.
1: That's 20 songs in a row I have to listen to. That's 90, fine. I don't care. Or you, clear, you could split it up. Left you you could
0: you could do one Wendy Clear and then one Left Alone go back and forth. It's I up don't you. mind
1: listening to Wendy Clear over and over and over, but I'll be, I'll be damned if I'm going to listen to Left Alone one more time before I die.
0: You will. You will. So yeah, that, that's my number eight. My number seven is Even If She Falls. Five, amazing song right there. <laughs> you can't deny how much of a banger that one is yeah, t- my top ten that's uh, fine. number six this one dropped a little bit, but it's a uh, pathetic solid solid song uh my number five is actually the same as your number five, and that's when I was Whoa! Young. when I was young that's where the only time where we are actually the same
1: it's just like just for a second, imagine that our top ten for some reason is like matched up our top <laughs> ten blink songs
0: down. That would be so weird. That would just be, I, I mean... It, I, I it would, would feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would just leave the house. I would just let it keep recording and just leave.
1: The chances are so astronomical <laughs> I would feel uncomfortable.
0: It, it, well, even the fact that even one of ours are the same is even weird yeah, itself. And, and not only is it just any song, it's when I was young. Like, like I could see like maybe if like Pathetic matched up or Man Overboard matched up. But to have when I was young be at the same exact spot—that's weird.
1: That's very. I'm weird. telling you, man. This one, this one crept up like a lot for me. And the only reason why I listened to that that EP is is for the song.
0: It's fucking I great. Just,
1: I p- I put the song on and then I, I endure the rest of it as the EP just gradually gets worse and worse.
0: <laughs> it doesn't. Which it oh, does. No, you're crazy. It totally does. <sighs> All right, my number four is. Every time I look for you, how can it not be that, that song is an absolute banger oh shit and then uh, my number three is always I don't know why you don't like this song, but that's okay too. this Good should one. have been in your it's top right. ten it's uh, fine. this next one definitely should have been in your top ten but that's not now I think not now is one of the uh. most I think it's one of the most underrated blink 182 songs ever I think it's just it's so perfect everything about this song is perfect.
1: It's not underrated. Everybody who hears it like loves the song. It's a fantastic it's song. It's like and hey, it's a perfect song. It's
0: one of the it's one of the only two like
1: newly released songs on the greatest hits album. So everybody's heard it. It's not everybody loves it
0: because it's everybody a perfect song. song. But it's still underrated.
1: But go ahead, and say Carousel.
0: Is and then song. my number one is Carousel because you already knew that. And the Cheshire version, not the uh, the Buddha version. Thank the you. Buddha version much. is better. It's not better. So yeah, th- that's my top ten blink right there. Um, I have I obviously have the better list because that's usually you what happens on on these lists. I have the better lists, and that's why I put "Left Alone" at number eight. Right?
1: You you have you have two things that are just dead wrong. Which it's, which it's are Wendy Wendy Clear is just dead wrong. That's a good song. That's not that's not top ten. <laughs> I'm laughing. I can't even get through it. <laughs> and then like the most egregious thing that you did egregious was "Left Alone." That is <laughs> that is beyond dumb. That's, Dude, that's I love that, that song. Let us beyond dumb It's insane It's crazy to me And that's the only reason Why you think Callie Is better than Nine now Is because you pretend To like Bored to Death Which is a stupid song Besides The Bridge And then now You like (laughs) All of a sudden You like Left Alone
0: I've always like I've said that From the very first time I heard the
1: record You have have said that For a while And you've been stupid Since day one I guess (laughs) Whatever it is But
0: At least I'm consistent
1: God, my stomach hurts looking at left. Just uh, looking at any song from <laughs> Cali's in your top ten. Just go listen to it. Go listen stomach. to it one
0: more time. Go listen to it ten more times. I'm sorry. Ten more times. Even if we did California again, I would refuse to listen to that song. You're a fucking idiot. Because like because p- <laughs> you think you are cool by doing that, but you're just hurting yourself. That's what it is.
1: Oh, just based off of this 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 stupid conversation. <laughs>
0: Oh, fuck. I'm choking. All right. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I got nothing else. Uh, so that, I mean, this is and I Radio. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. Mm. I I had a, mm-hmm. I had a decent time. Yeah. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Go to iTunes. Go okay. Subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinai Radio. We have a fucking phone number that you can leave a voicemail. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but go look it up on our on our socials. Um, Radio at gmail.com. Email us. And that's it. That's all. That's do you that's just oh God. You never know. You never know. Uh, you never cease
1: to amaze me with the dumb things that with how spew from your pile.
0: Sometimes I shock myself at how smart From I am. From that garbage dump on the front of your face. <laughs> uh, does My Breath Smell? I love that song. Oh, my uh, God. Ms is great. Strings is great. Come on. No, fuck it's fuck not. <laughs> Strings is not good.
1: Strings is stupid. Now you're just fucking regurgitating <laughs> bullshit from here from another dumbass podcast you listen to. Do not say Strings is great. Strings, strings is, is fucking bad. Strings oh, is one I of the worst strings. songs they've ever done. Strings is terrible. Oh, you're, you're insane. Strings is bad. Strings is a bad song. You're crazy. You only like that song because it's fun. Because it's funny. Because it's fun to bring up Strings when I type shit online. Oh dude, I can't. Even, I I feel sick to my stomach right now. I literally feel sick to my stomach. I'm gonna barf.
0: No, I know you clapped, but it was also a bitch clap. I'm like Eric Clapton over here. <laughs> that that was not your best material.
2: Let's do it again.